We are back yep. on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. And I'm the Big Ugly. And we are uh, joined, actually hosted today, by the one and only hashtag, no hashtag, king of non-social media. No longer the king of social distancing. I mean, we're all vaccinated. I mean, I, but I, I suppose not. Yes. I mean, but it's still good to stay away, you know, from yeah. some people. But still be cautious. Be cautious is good. But the one and only CM Funk. And before you say what you usually say and mix it up, I just want to say you are hosting us at the Garden Estates for the first time in history, and we thank you so much. Uh, and both of us, yeah. myself and the Big Ugly. Not only appreciate you, but we are going to be distracted this entire podcast (laughs) because, you know, the the mansion had had its points and and the penthouse has its points. And I did a little redecorating, as you saw, CM Funk, this past weekend. But this is, I I keep saying phenomenal because it just works. Yeah, it just works. But thank you for having us. And this is an awesome, awesome, I don't know if this is your office, if this is your TARDIS, if this is your, well, what would you call this part of the Garden of State? I guess it's the man cave slash office. Man cave slash slash office. So So it's a a slasher. Yeah, yeah, it is a slasher. But thank you guys. I'm glad to be uh, hosting. I'm glad you guys could finally get over here to the Garden of States and, uh, should be fun. I do want to say that I would like you all to acknowledge me, though, as I'm sitting at the head of the table today. So, uh, oh, you're, I guess the head of the table is on one of the longer sides of this rectangular yeah, table. It's, cause it's a desk. So, Are for, you for the tribal chief in this instance? No, no. I, I, I'm more of like a tribal chef. Tribal chef. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So, speaking know. of chef, um, I, I'm going to just say, hello there, children. That's chef. If you remember Chef, but anyway, Isaac Hayes, he didn't, there was some controversy with that. That's a whole other podcast, but, um, Big Ugly Man, this is episode 96. We will get to 100 CM Funk. We, but but we've been going five plus years and, uh, we're still doing it. And, and how are you feeling these days, Big Ugly? I mean, no mask on, totally vaccinated. How are you feeling? Yeah, I, I've been loving uh, not having to wear the mask. Uh, <laughs> although I got the J and J version, so I just saw a report that you know I need to be concerned because the Delta uh, the variant. variant right. Yeah, J and J is not not good against. Just that. be careful yeah. when you take the pilgrimage to Florida because they they're bumping up in some of their numbers. But that's okay. You could they got boosters coming. I think. So yes, exactly. You might be able to get yes. the booster. Yes, but other than that, uh, listen. The movie theaters are back open. I've been going to the movies. Yeah. Uh, saw nice. Black Widow. There you go. How was see, that? I want to see Snake Eyes Friday. Okay. Um, How was Black but, Widow? I don't mean the tangents, but go for it. Black Widow. Yeah. So Black Widow was good. Five okay. years too late, oh. but good. <laughs> um, you wow. know, I think that I think that anybody that saw it would agree that uh, Florence Pugh's character of Yelena, who's mm. you know Black Widow's like the sister mm-hmm. in the movie, uh, she definitely steals the show. Really? Um, yeah. Without a doubt, she steals the show. She was uh, Paige in Fighting with My Family in that, oh, that's uh, right. WWE. Wow, that's Johnson. right. Right. That, I man. forgot that's her. Yeah, she looks different with the all jet black hair like that, right? Because right, I yeah. think about her from Midsummer, sure, the scary movie um, that they did. Yeah, okay. So yeah, how about that? Oh, yeah, she's talented. So overall, movie's good. I think uh, you know everybody should see it. Probably shouldn't pay thirty dollars for it. On, <laughs> well, on Disney, but I appreciate you letting me know that because yeah. that was that was where I was heading with yeah. it. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Maybe I can get like ten people to come over. Right there, you go. Yeah, over. everybody give me everybody. three bucks. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. I saw as we do our introduction here. I did see um, Spiral, the new Saw um, version of oh, whatever Chris that Rock. was. Chris Rock, right, and Sam L. I think Sam L. Jackson was in it too. 
Um, but it was it was decent. It was from the Saw universe, it, and it didn't follow any of the storylines that were in the first seven or eight. But uh, it was interesting, and they left holes for more. Um, definitely, if you haven't seen it, it is a homage to the law enforcement around the country or around the world, and a little bit of a little bit of payback there because of all that kind of stuff happening. We're gonna take a lot of pictures here. We're gonna post them on the uh, Dirty Ugly Wrestling <laughs> Facebook page and take another one of the three boys here. Um, and we want to shout out to some of the other folks. You want to shout out to Jam and Jason, who is, uh, of course, always listening and uh, chiming into the podcast, Jam and Jason. And uh, he's hanging out with his family, doing some things over the summer. We probably will see him before the end of the summer um, because we've got our episode 97, SummerSlam. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, shout out to Corey Berger, B-E-R-G-E-R. He was going to be here with us uh, this evening, but... Uh, Family obligations, totally understand. I, uh, <laughs> that was CM Funk, uh, Corey, but uh, yeah. that that was totally uh, that that it doesn't matter. You know, they they boo everybody, but we love them anyway. Um, we did bring some cookies. They're not burger cookies, but um, Chad uh, CM Funk always likes to bring some cookies. So I brought an assortment of chocolate and vanilla, the wafers with the stuff in the middle. Um, interracial cookies. Interracial. <laughs> yeah, so we, don't we are all inclusive here at the Dirty Oven yeah. Pot Wrestling Podcast. We absolutely are. So I did bring uh, some of those cookies. Um, and shout out to B E R G E R Corey Berger. Shout out to uh, Mikey Mike, you know, uh, Frock Lesnar. He, yeah. he, he his, his boy Goldberg made an appearance this past week. And that's where we're all oh, boy. shaking our head. That's all we really need to say about that. But we'll keep going on it. Oh, there's Transformers down there, too. Okay. Um, anyway, I, I apologize. I'm just going. But yes, shout out to all those folks. And um, shout out to also definitely Brian S. Gamble because we had Behind the Storm and we're going to have Behind the Deacon coming up sometime in the near future, which is great. Shout out to hashtag Pat Anthony. There's another hashtag for you, CM Funk. Um, you know, we're going to do Beyond the Streets on that one. That's going to be pretty cool. So yeah. it's kind of the same, same thing as Behind the behind the deacon also we got ed stilk uh he's uh, gonna be contacting us sometime soon wrestling a story and also belt collector he would love this room here in the uh slash room if you want to call it that um that, that just so, sounds weird now that we're saying it out and, well so. i mean it's just there i mean but yeah we, um, so shout out to that. lots of people to shout out to you know michael sped and mike Molillo, all of our past listeners everybody on soundcloud itunes stitcher tune in radio you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Google, Yahoo, everything. So, hey, hey real quick question. Tan yeah, yeah. Well, reverse it's always tangent, tangent. You know. So you guys have been to the movie theaters, yes. right? Yes. Like, so what? What? How's it feel? I mean, what's it like? Has it been? I mean, I know Black Widow probably saw a few more people than what you might have seen. For and Spiral, where did you go see yeah. Black Widow, Towson? Yes, so okay. I, I'm bougie. I always have to sit in a VIP. Ain't nothing wrong with this, man. Yeah. Um, VIP lounge. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, yeah exactly. like I'm always up with because you're, you're and, better than that. And Lashley and Lashley women. Yeah. Right, as long as Lashley doesn't Lashley tear it apart yeah. like he did right. on uh, the last one. Uh, go ahead. But yeah, so definitely, I would say it's definitely more crowded. I think that going to see Black Widow is probably the most crowded. Sure. That I've seen it. Like even on even in a VIP level, it was like completely filled. Mm. And then when I looked down over, you know, to the peasants on the bottom, um, <laughs> you know, it. it was a lot of them down there did you, you see know? it on opening weekend <clears throat> yes okay yep there you opening go weekend. so it was definitely full yeah okay. uh i did see fast and furious as well but i ran out of a private theater for that so you uh, rented out a private theater yeah, for that as a, like yeah. a, a party a get together yeah or just yeah, for yourself yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was it was for a few people okay um yeah yeah but yeah i was not invited to that i did see f9 but not there 
but that's okay. I saw F9 at White Marsh, uh, actually, Lowe's White Marsh in there. I saw, saw it a couple weeks after it came out. And, um, no, I'm sorry. I saw F9 at Falston. Falston has uh, the smaller movie theaters, yeah. and they're pretty bougie because they got the reclined seats and, and the uh, tray table in front of you, so yes. that was pretty good. I saw Spiral at um, White Marsh, and there was a, only a few people in there to see that. That was opening weekend, unfortunately. Hey, we got... Uh, the motorcycle gang, DOA. Disciples of Apocalypse yeah. are out there making an appearance. Yeah, we apologize, but you may hear a lot of Fast and the Furious <laughs> sounds in the uh, background yeah. tonight. But that's all right. But, but yeah, other than that, I think the movie theaters are, are pretty good uh, as far as I know. They're sanitized and Clean, stuff. Clean, yeah. sanitized. Yeah. yeah, cool. But it's definitely getting back to normal. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Good right. to go out and do yeah. normal stuff. Just curious. I've... Did you enjoy your movie theater experience, CM Funk? Um, I haven't been to the movie theater Come yet. Come on now. No, I, well, I mean, if you consider the one in my living room where I just sit on my sofa and watch it on my television. Streaming. Because I did watch Gunpowder Milkshake. I don't know if that counts. But, Gunpowder uh, Milkshake. Yeah, or Netflix. Uh, yeah, uh, Karen Gillan, uh, Lena Headley, uh, Michelle Yeoh. Yo. Um, yeah, uh, some other, uh, some other, uh, Angela Bassett's in it. Uh, pretty, pretty, um, pretty decent flick for, it reminded me a lot of John Wick, but mm. with a little more, um, tongue-in-cheek and everything. Yeah. And all, yeah I'll have so. to check that out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, pretty I good. Love, just just uh, came yeah. out last week on Netflix. Because yeah. so. I love John Wick. Yeah. 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 Been watching the Comiskey Method on Netflix. Michael Douglas and Alan Arkin, kind of like the uh, modern-day grumpier old men or whatever it is. Um, so that's pretty interesting. I've been watching Loki. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. And okay. Dave. That's it. Dave. Dave. Yeah. Anybody checked out the Bad Batch, the Star Wars? Uh, yeah, I've been watching that. Yeah, I've not been feeling that. How, no, have you? Have I, you? God, for me, I feel like that's like the best uh, animated. Are series you I've serious? Done. Yeah. Man, yeah. yeah, we could not be on further ends of the spectrum. I just <laughs> all right. I gotta be a mediator. Gotta get my referee shirt. Yeah, I get, I get it. It's a different tempo and a different Definitely. feel than like Clone Wars and um, uh, Rebels were and all. Yeah. But yeah. I, I don't know. I've, I've, I'm hooked on Bad Batch. Like really hooked. The first episode, the first two episodes were like really good to me, you know, the ones that, and it had like Grandma Tarkin in it and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like that was good, and then it kind of lost me after that. I listen, I will admit, and I think that I've told you before, saying Funk, that I'm, I'm a big Jedi person, yeah. So when Jedi aren't involved. a part of it and involved, it's kind of like, yeah, when are we gonna see a Jedi? You right, know, right. You, like, you, oh. want, you want some lightsaber, battles. yeah, exactly. You want some action exactly. like that, yeah, which, nah, is, which I, I get is totally not fair. For me to put that on Bad Batch because that's not what it's about. Right, but. right, right. Yeah. yeah. All right. No. Hey. Yeah. Cool. Hey. I, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. I've, 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 I've really yeah. enjoyed it. That's why I was kind of curious yeah. if, if you guys. And you know, I also, watching. all right. Spoilers. Spoilers <laughs> ahead. I also don't like that. Uh, what's the sniper guy? Crosshairs. Crosshair. I don't like when I didn't like when they split crosshairs up and that he's coming after them. Like it. Yeah. It don't sit right with me. Yeah, no, I, 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 that part I do agree with yeah. you, Lauren. I, I wasn't crazy about that. I mean, he yeah. was always kind of the odd man out, though, with yes. the group, you know, so it made sense from that. But, yeah, I agree. I, I was hoping they'd figure out a way to, like, get him, get him uh, back, and back yeah. in the fold, yeah. Yeah, and they still could, you never yeah, know. absolutely, I mean, like, yeah. Redemption arc, you know. Right. So I got some catching up to do. Yeah, you do, yeah. <laughs> I really do. Uh, I've been... Yeah. Uh, Doing some cross promotions with uh, this is this is where my time has been going. I've cross promotions with the iHeart Geek podcast. I think you saw I was a guest on their show. Yeah. Um, also the Happy Hour Pod. You know Ray Chase. 
good old uh, good old War Pigs from uh, Independent Wrestling, long time ago. So we're gonna be actually doing a little something with Al Snow. So uh, ooh, yeah. that's yeah. pretty cool. What does everybody want? You know, uh, that, yeah, H E A D head. That's pretty good. So that's uh, that's pretty awesome as well. And um, you know, some cross promotions and uh, with uh, EWA Pro Wrestling is coming back in September, which is pretty cool. September tenth, yeah. Tall Cedars Hall in Parkville, Maryland. Man, the Check arena, the yeah. arena. The, yeah. Yeah. That's right. That is the <laughs> arena. And then also a little bit with uh, SWO, Susquehanna Wrestling Organization. Friday, August thirteenth, they're doing their summer series, not summer slam, summer series. But um, they asked me to come back as a ring announcer and a host, uh, you know, and I'll be doing that from time to time. So that's pretty cool. So lots yes, of cross pollination yes. going on. So, so SWA, they do Summer Series in August. In November, they do Survivor Slam. Is that how <laughs> No, no. Oh, oh, uh, sorry. They have a whole bunch of names. And actually, they're one of the independent promotions that actually didn't steal any names from anybody else. They just kind of made up their own, which is cool. Yeah. Um, a, lot of, a lot of places like to steal the names. But Summer Series, you know, it is what it is. But there's a huge... Like five one five six one six main event kind of elimination tag type thing, uh, Team SWO versus the Goons. Not that guy that was in the WWE that oh. should be in the Gimmick Hall of Fame, he which we need to do that. Fame, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's so much cross promotion. It's good to hear you guys are you know not only uh, getting out into the world but keeping up with entertainment. You know Netflix and Disney. Um, so that that's fantastic and. Big Ugly, you're going to be uh, making a pilgrimage out to Florida to check out the Galaxy's Edge. Yes, man. Yeah, more Star Wars stuff. I'm very excited to check out Galaxy's Edge and hopefully get a lightsaber. Mm. <laughs> um, I have wands from Harry Potter, mm -hmm. world, so yeah, I'll be looking forward to the cool. lightsaber. Pretty cool. Yeah, I did cool. see the there was... Um, I'm going for the Ray Skywalker. I would like a yellow one. Oh, oh nice. so you you yeah, going nice. yeah. full gangster. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want the green or the red yeah. or the purple even right. mace window. You want the yellow yeah. one. Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, mace mace windows seem so cliche for me. Right. I, I agree. I agree with you on that. I agree. <laughs> I did not mind yeah. Mace Window. I, I, don't, I certainly yeah. didn't mind Sam L. Jackson. Yeah, I mean Mace Window is sure. great. Great character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, as far as everybody's got a purple. I guess right. so. Yeah. 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 But um, I tell you, go ahead. Or, speaking or, of, go ahead. Just real quick, mm -hmm. uh, you were talking about Bad Batch Man. I actually prefer. I think Rebels is the best. I'm sorry, I'm still <laughs> no, on change it. it. Back to the other change. I haven't let it go. I have not let it go. <laughs> uh, so I actually like Rebels. No, no, it's cool. I just love talking Star Wars. Yeah, I, I, look, I love yeah. Rebels too. I, that's yeah. I that uh, until Bad Batch, that was actually my favorite one. Yeah. Like especially in the later uh, seasons See, when yeah. they time, when they time jumped a couple of years yeah. or a year or so or whatever, like. Rebels was fantastic yeah. storytelling. Ezra was a little more mature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The storytelling yeah, was sorry. fantastic. Yeah. So. When we get together, it's like, you're you're my only person I, I, that watched Star Wars I, like this. So like, I, 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 I'm the same way. It's the dirty, ugly <laughs> Star Wars podcast. Yeah, yeah. From good. time to time, no, that's what we do. is We do, we, we talk about tangents. And then yeah, we're going to hashtag right. Star Wars. We're going to hashtag Bad Batch. And then we're going to get a whole yeah. other group of people listening in. So that's going to be great. Um. But as far as wrestling goes, oh, uh, right. yeah, pro yeah. pro wrestling. The <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what we're here for. Right? <laughs> that's kind of what we. Love. I mean, we'll, we'll give you a little little. You know, we'll do a couple segments here, and we might have an interview uh, thrown in here. But we'll we'll talk about um, what happened. Uh, you know, as the summer goes along, a couple of things have happened. Um, not you know, uh, we've had the the July WWE pay per view, which was Money in the Bank, I believe that was not too long ago, and then we've got SummerSlam coming up, um, and we've got live fans back in the arena uh, of WWE, and Vince McMahon coming out and saying, "Where the hell have y'all been?" Great line. I mean, it's it's a great line. But uh, so 
From the Thunderdome era, let's just put a pin on that right now. Does Is the Thunderdome era over? Do they have it in the bag just in case there's a, you know, a spruce up of, uh, you know, uh, cases or something like that? Is that a fail safe now? Do they know what they're doing? Let's talk about how the Thunderdome era did for the last year and a half and where it is now, where it could go. Let's start with CM Funk. Oh my! Wow, I get home home field advantage. You do. This is this is exactly what I was thinking. This is your home yeah field. yeah no. I mean the Thunderdome. You know they've got a giant warehouse up in Connecticut. So sure. I, I would imagine that there are a lot of LED screens sitting collecting dust now yeah. um, for a while. You should uh, sell them. And hopefully they're collecting dust for a while. You know we want fans. You know from here on out, but. I mean, Thunderdome era, it was what it was. I think they did the best that they could with the circumstances that were dealt. So, um, you know, I enjoyed it. There were there were good things. There were bad things. There was raw. Um, so, you know. It's, <laughs> <laughs> there was raw. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it was what it was. It was, again, be- best they could do with the circumstance they were dealt, in my opinion. So, Big no. ugly. So, when you say Thunderdome era, are we talking about the entire era of, like, Quarantine is just when they actually got to the Thunderdome. Well, we can talk about it because pre-Thunderdome, we had nothing. It was in the, was performance, like in the center. performance center. Yeah. It was quiet. Yeah. Uh, there was no fans. And yeah. once in a while, they would put a couple of people with masks behind that plexi wall. Um, but other than that, they, they started, I think, right around SummerSlam last year with the actual Thunderdome era. So we can talk about Performance Center, Thunderdome. Let's talk about that era. Where is it now? Where could it go? Yeah. And how did you feel about it? I mean, I definitely think it had uh, it was definitely had its ups and downs, <laughs> for sure. Uh, <clears throat> I think the Thunderdome <clears throat> era specifically was pretty good. You know, I think that it brought a bit of that... Uh, it brought a bit more energy back to the entire program, like the show of it, the entertainment value. They were able to use the, you know, the fireworks and the stuff like that. You know, um, it brought more color to the screen because of all the people on the LED screens. Mm-hmm. You know, so it gave it a more live feel. Um, Raw was raw, right? <laughs> okay. Um, SmackDown shine. I think Thunderdome era. I think that we'll remember for SmackDown shining, for Roman Reigns shining as you know a heel yeah. and coming into his own. So yeah. <clears throat> I think the th- uh, there was a couple of things where it said uh, the Thunderdome era was the best thing that could happen for Roman Reigns making his return as a heel and doing a heel run. Um, because, you know, it was the way it was scripted. You know, you, you, you heard only fans that were piped in as far as crowd noise. So they directed you in the way and they basically... They made you feel a certain way so that then when you come back with live fans in the arena on SmackDown for the first time on Fox, he actually did get booed when he came out. Not because it was cool to boo him or it was an anti-hero thing. He was actually a major heel. Yeah. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I, I like the Thunderdome era too for what it was. I, it definitely brought a more interesting feel to watch pro wrestling. Um, I, I tried to go back and watch some of the pre-Thunderdome era, what we were just talking about, like the Performance Center era. I, I just can't. My attention span can't yeah, hold can't, on to it. Can't take it, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I knew at the time when we did it, you know, a year and a half ago. It was all we had. That's all we had. Yeah. So we watched it. Yeah. And, you know, that, and we, and we all kind of watched it by ourselves because we were all quarantined, so yeah. that's what we did. Um, but being in the situation where you're with wrestling fans, with your, where you're with people that are actually enjoying the product, whether it's three people in this uh, Garden Estates uh, man cave slash office, or whether it's with uh, 14,000 people in Fox at SmackDown or 16,000 people at Money in the Bank in Dallas or where was it, Fort Worth, I think it was. Yeah, Fort um, Worth. Yeah, it, I just, I really 
missed it, and I appreciate it even more because there was a lot that going back and watching like 2019, 2020 before. Even when we went to Elimination Chamber, it wasn't the greatest product in the world, but it was great to hang out and watch. You got your Undertaker moment. Yeah. Um, you know, and there was a couple of good moments during that, but I mean, most of it just kind of was like, okay, there's so much content, there's so many shows, let's just keep going, one to the next, one to the next, one to the next. I really hope the WWE especially takes into consideration how much the fans make a difference, and you've got to give the fans something that they need, or that, instead of just doing what the hell you want. You gotta give them something every time, and so far they've only had two shows that are live, all three. Where they had Raw, um, Fox, they had SmackDown. Money in the Bank was on Peacock, which we'll talk about that too. And Raw was actually not bad on uh, Monday night on USA. So, and I think glad I, to have the fans back. Yeah, I agree. I think that uh, the Thunderdome era helped Bobby Lashley as well. Mm. Yeah. I'm not sure he would have gotten as over with fans, you know. Um, but I think that. Like them being able to do his whole shtick and like develop his character in the Thunderdome era was was good. Well, and and a lot of that is because, and pardon the pun here, but the MVP of the pre Thunderdome era, that you know, Performance Center era, and in, even into the Thunderdome era, was MVP. MVP. You know, I mean, and okay. I, I I mean, ten years down, ten years after he was a star, you know, right. and all, here he comes back and he like, I mean, turns the world upside down yeah. basically yeah. for WWE and. and Gets people over, and I mean, unbelievable. Having literally the best run of his career, and right. he's not even wrestling. Right, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. and, and they need to keep him around, and they need to keep him with Bobby Lashley. Yeah, they don't some... break him up. I, I feel like they were kind of putting a little tension in there. Yeah, they're teasing it. Yeah, there was a tease. I'm like, not too soon, man. Don't don't pull the trigger too soon. No, yeah, let, yeah. let the fans help you yeah. uh, judge where yeah. you want to go with that story right. right now. You know, so I mean, it's great with Lashley that he's the focus. I loved the hurt business. You know, Shelton and. Cedric and all that, and I, I mean, okay, they broke them up, I get it, but you know, now with MVP and Bobby Lashley, there's a lot that they can do in front of a live crowd, so uh, please do I, it. Right, and I, and I feel like I feel like Lashley is good, he needs someone to talk on a mic for him. Amen. You know what I'm saying? And so, I, it kind of concerns me that they're teasing it, because I'm like worried that they're just going to be like, alright, Lashley can just do it on his own. Yeah. It's good to have MVP be able to get on a mic. You know, um, especially now with uh, Bobby Lashley's new program, <clears throat> you because know, uh, uh, you know his uh, opponent for SummerSlam is going to be the one and only Hall of Famer. Can, can we before we get there, <laughs> real quick? Because I know we're gonna have some opinions on that. We're, we're gonna. This do is it. so. This Man. is such a weird tangent. Frockless. But is it just me or is Bobby Lashley's finger unusually long? Like, did, have you guys been looking? I'm sorry. Hold on. When he when he puts his finger up to his mouth to tell the like the joint reaches his forehead. Have y'all seen this? Like, I need y'all to go back. Like, my man's maybe, finger maybe is near I'm his have forehead. To look now. Like, maybe it's, it's his face. His facial features are too faces condensed. Too, too, too small, so the finger's bigger. Yo, I'm t- everybody, please go back and look at this past episode of Raw. Well, you know like, if he's wow. got his finger fingers. is ridiculous. Like, then you know. It's like, bro. <laughs> Um, Hashtag Lashley's finger. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I didn't, but now I'm gonna. Yeah. Um, well. Now you're not gonna be able to not notice no, it when y'all watch. Thank you. When you watch Raw, right? So if he ever does he's the like, finger poke of doom, it's actually gonna kill somebody. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, because he's the finger. No. Uh, wow. Okay. Long fingers, long so feet. Um, to, to answer your question, now I hadn't noticed. I didn't mean either because this is a great conversation. Lashley's fingers. Uh, Maybe he's going to need one of those fingers at least. Um, 
Okay, so <laughs> I don't even know where to go from that. Like, <laughs> oh, go, was, go, go, go to Goldberg. Uh, just let's, I have let's, to. Just, let's just uh, go yeah, right Well, to he it. deserves a finger. Um, no, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. Okay, he made a staple in the business. I get it. Uh, one comeback run, you know, for a match or two, I'm, I'm okay with. And the squash of Brock Lesnar, I'm okay with. It's gone too far. I understand he's on a contract. It's a Legends contract. He, he fights twice a year, I believe it is. And he's already done it once, which was the Royal Rumble. This will be the second time, SummerSlam, so we won't see him again until next year's Rumble. Was he at the Royal Rumble? Yeah, he fought um, for the for one of the championships at Drew McIntyre. Yeah, oh, he lost. Right. Right. He did right. lose because yeah. it was a two-week storyline yeah. and it went nowhere. Right, and he, it was, right. He cut that promo that didn't make sense. No sense. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, I remember that now. And that was in front of nobody. Uh, that was yeah. Uh, I think Thunder that was Thunder Yeah. So okay. Goldberg, I have no problem. Brock Lesnar, Mikey Mike, I have no problem with Goldberg, but I just have a problem with him coming in and just getting inserted into title, inserted into title, inserted into title. I, uh, him and Bobby Lashley, too. Okay, so nothing against either one of these guys, but they both do well with help. I don't know who's going to be running this match unless it's MVP from the outside or somebody in the earpiece of the referee. Um, but this can't be longer than three or five minutes. I, I don't see it. And I don't see Goldberg winning. There's no... That kills every credibility for Bobby Lashley. Um, so, that, you know, we're skipping over to SummerSlam for Money in the Bank, but I just don't want to see a couple of weeks of this buildup, a squash, and then Goldberg's gone again. It's... I don't know. I don't. I don't like it. I think from the way they, to me, have been booking Bobby Lashley, I'm I'm thinking he's going to go through Goldberg as well because they're really booking him like strong. I mean, he demolished Kofi, right? You know, he just took out Keith Lee. You know, now that too we got to talk about. <clears throat> that Keith Lee was awesome in NXT. We talked about this all the time. They, they butchered him again. They brought him up. Another NXT him. character. He got hurt. Now, bro, carrying cross, but continue. Oh, bro, we're gonna get there. It's right there on my list. Yeah, continue. So Keith Lee. Uh, came back, and there, you know there was really no fanfare for Keith Lee coming back. There was more fanfare for Bobby Lashley pretty much squashing him. Um, and it's like, this Keith Lee, man. Yep. Come on. Yep. Uh, it's, it's just... So, yeah, they're booking Bobby Lashley in this... It's the old Brock Lesnar program before the current Brock Lesnar program. Squash everybody. Yes. Yeah, see? There, there you go. And I there think, it is. I think that's exactly what they're going to build towards. And all. I mean, that's been the rumor for a while, is Lashley wants Lesnar... I mean, it, that's money, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's they, WrestleMania money. I mean, though. if, if Vin, gotta, like exactly, if Vince can't figure out a way to get that done, then you might as well take the title off Lashley because you don't have yeah. anybody left to face at that right, point. Yeah. But yeah, I don't have a problem if he goes in three five minute match against you know three or five three, three two five, five yeah, yeah not, not thirty five. Um, <laughs> oh God, match, we'll be yeah. gone. Like, Lashley just needs to d- destroy and dominate. Every and single opponent. Right? Yeah. And Goldberg would yeah. add to the credibility of the Brock Lesnar exactly. character. So yeah. I'm okay. Exactly. That's the only way I see this happening where I can say, you know what? I get it. And make it legitimate because Drew really didn't squash Goldberg. I don't know. That was a typical Goldberg type match mm-hmm. um, back in Royal Rumble. But I, I, if they do that and they build towards. Lashley is not squashing Goldberg. I. Th- I think it he, can't go more than three or two, five minutes. I mean, it might, but I think you're going to get a typical Goldberg match. Like you're going spear. to get spear. He misses the spear, hits hurts the his, post, yeah, hurts his shoulder, th- something like that. Goes through the wall outside, yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be a repeat of what he, what Lashley and Kofi did, where Kofi got some early offense okay. and it looked like he was going to get the quick roll up, maybe, yeah. and, you know, and and on. I think that's what Goldberg comes out, spear, jackhammer, Lashley kicks out, and then just. 
Lashley turns one and just destroys Goldberg. Yeah. After and he that. silences like, the crowd with right, that, that right, finger. Right, with a really long finger. 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 Yeah. 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 <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and that's, uh, man, and, and God bless Kofi for going through that. I mean, we all saw him win the championship at WrestleMania. Big moment, huge moment. Then he had a six-month title run, and then, boom. And in it, he, Poor Kofi. He, he got squashed by Lesnar, and now he got squashed by Bobby. Yeah. That That's how the that's how the Lesnar match should have gone for Kofi. It should have been Correct. what they did for yes. last year. Yeah, they should have given him... Uh, something. Yeah. I mean, I get they were trying to do the shock and awe moment with Lashley. First Fox I mean, like, with Lesnar and all, yeah. but yeah, yeah it should have gone. It just made Kofi look like an embarrassment. Yeah. Like, like, he shouldn't have been a champion. It's just like... Yeah, it yeah. took all credibility. All credibility's like, gone, yeah. Yep. And that was only a couple of months after the, the title run, too, I think. That's just terrible. Yeah. Um, But God bless Kofi. He's a company man. He's going to be there for a while. Uh, he ain't going anywhere, so... um. We've also got to talk about the AEW roster. I mean, the WWE roster. I mean, the AWCW roster. We'll, we'll talk about that because CM Funk and myself went back yeah. and forth for a couple hours just naming names, yeah. which we could do. But We, we kept we kept talking about how WWE's going to pull out all the stops with live fans. They're going to bring all these people back. Yep. We kept naming them, and then we realized they're all in AEW. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. it wasn't, wasn't happening. It wasn't like, happening. Uh, but they yeah. did okay. But we'll, we'll let, you said Karrion Cross, Big Ugly. Yeah. Let's said, talk about uh, this. Yeah, let's talk about Karrion Cross. So... I was watching this on Hulu. Okay. You know, so, so, you, so I don't. So you guys, if you watch it live, you can Actually, tell see me. Actually, Peacock, you see the other half. So I mean, go ahead. On Hulu, they show like the vignette for Karrion Cross. Sure. And then when it goes to the show, he's already in the ring. I'm like, we didn't even get the Karrion Cross entrance. Well, he did do the entrance, but he didn't do the NXT entrance. It no. was just him coming out to his music. No, no Scarlet, Scarlet. No right, nothing. Right. So and that was the other thing. So I'm looking at the vignette, right? And I don't, they're not showing Scarlet at all. Right. Right. And so I'm like, oh no. Right. I'm like, please don't tell me they're bringing him up without Scarlet. They're changing it. So then he comes, no interest. Okay, so he did his he does interest, no Scarlet. Bro, and then he loses to, to Jeff, Jeff. The NXT champion. Ugh. But but Jeff Hardy came out to his no more words. He entrance, did his old school. Entrance, he went came so, out uh, to his individual championship title run. And, right, so that so. that's championship Jeff Hardy from like twelve years ago. Right. Yeah, but so, he is forty five years yeah. old. And, and it's not to say that I mean Jeff Hardy's still Jeff Hardy. No, you know nothing wrong with nothing Jeff wrong Hardy. With, but it's just like it's a hard spot. To it's be a in hard. It, I don't understand. I guess the calling on that. Like, why even bring Karrion Cross up for this? Like, right, just. He's one of the strongest people you have in NXT. And they just gave him credibility with the, the five-way match in NXT where we were talking about with this Karrion Cross. you know, is he worth the hype, you know, because a lot of people were talking about him as the hype was... And he's in the middle of battling with one of the biggest badasses in Samoa Joe oh in God. NXT. Like, and, and then you get him... Yeah. I, you I, get him beat I'm, by Jeff Hardy on Raw. Right. And Jeff Hardy cheated. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. Had the ropes. Had the ropes. Now, is that to make Karrion Cross look, you know, yeah, same face? Yeah, absolutely. In, in yes. theory. But and and they know Jeff, <laughs> Jeff can get away with it. Like, nobody's going to look at Jeff like, oh, you're a hill. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like... He had a good hero run in TNA, but that's a long, long yeah. time ago. But anyway, go Well, ahead. he needed to do that in order... Because he knew that he couldn't he, right. beat Karrion Cross. Jeff Hardy right can't beat but, Karrion Cross. Yeah. But yeah, it didn't do anybody any favors nope. the way of his book. Sorry. Nobody, actually. And and he needs Scarlet he, with his... Yes. Thank you. And that's his actual wife. I mean, oh, why not? Right. Bro, if they bring him Stop up... Stop splitting if people up. If they bring him up without Scarlet, his, his character's over. dead in a war. Yep. 
dead on arrival. Because like, Scarlet away, gives, it's, she doesn't really say anything, but she gives, she's the heater. She yeah. gives that ominous. <laughs> yeah. It's Paul Bearer with The Undertaker. Thank there you, you go. Yeah, thank you. Like, so I was literally, I had to look this up recently because I was like, I don't understand this character. So I was like, what the hell is Karrion Cross's character? He himself describes it as Scarlet being like, of it, like having an evil spirit essentially and like he feeds off of that like it's built into his motherfucking character <laughs> okay wow like, we're deep that's dirty yeah. 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 <laughs> like come I, on man. Agree, and, and when Karrion Cross started talking in NXT I'm like shut up just yeah. just don't. shut up don't say anything so, what make matters worse with okay. this Karrion Cross thing if you watched NXT last night or yep. the following night after Raw he was a badass again. Like, he came out, he destroyed William Regal, he just cut a little promo, and he got in his car and drove off while Joe has been tracking him down for the entire two hours yeah. and stuff like And it was, and I don't know if anybody else caught it, but Cross gets in the car and lightning strikes in the background. Yeah. Like, just total oh, accident. Totally yeah. random, it was, but awesome. It was so cool. It was like, oh, wow. No like, Scarlet. Like, how did they do that? No Boy, Scarlet. H is really got it. But yeah, no Scarlet. They weren't NXT either. So oh, it's like. Bro. I'm, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. I don't know. It ain't over Character, yet. Character's I, dead. Scarlet might, I mean, there could I mean, be something going on with play, her. Gotta let it play out. This but. is not a coincidence. He comes up without Scarlet. Now he's on NXT without Scarlet. They're, they're setting the seeds for separation. Yeah, that's terrible, though. If which, is, which is also weird because in for every other couple in WWE, they keep them together. Uh, for the most part. Well, they, for the most part, They did yeah. split up... Uh, Cameron, uh, what's her? Shit, I'm sorry. Pardon my language. Naomi uh, and... Uh, well, they split up Naomi and Uso, I think. No, is no, they're both on SmackDown. Are they both on SmackDown? No, Corey Graves and Carmella. That's what it is. Because Corey Graves is on oh, Raw yeah, sure. and right, Carmella's yeah, on SmackDown. Yeah, so they split those two up. But when they split them up, that was pre-traveling um, uh, again. That, so. That's true. So here's the thing, though. Scarlet might come up with Karrion Cross, but they might split them apart as a team. Possible, but she doesn't wrestle. <clears throat> well, she she does. She hasn't wrestled in WWE. Yeah, she, but, she can wrestle. But she's really been more of a valet even even in the independent days. I mean, I know yeah. she has gotten in the ring. but She it, can. She's she not, has the ability, but she, yeah. that's not her. She just thing. hasn't been given the, she's the almost platform like a, to do it. She's almost yeah. like a Maria Kanellis you know, type of a, a deal where you know she can get in the ring if she has to, but she's better as just the the, the manager. I hate yeah. to say valet. That's, yeah. that's no, I understand. But it's yeah. the same thing. It would be a mistake, Agreed. but I, Vince, but we'll Vince see. with NXT stars is not afraid to make those mistakes. So, you know, and we'll whatever. see how Jeff Hardy he, gets pushed. He does for it the, pretty regularly, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeff Hardy could get a push for the fifteenth time in his life, though. Yeah. No, how that's, about that? That's not happening. So, was this a one-time thing? Yes. But they, I do like the old music or the, the I think new more words. I think you're gonna see Karrion Cross if he com- if he even comes back on Raw. Because like he didn't get much reaction when he came out. No, he didn't at all. Like I mean, it was had it been a surprise, but they announced it that he was going to be there. I don't know if the live crowd knew that, but like when he came out, it was like like okay, there were a few like diehards that were cheering, but for the most part, and the other like, people were confused because I, they know Karrion Cross and they see him with Scarlet. Now they see him without. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, and if you're going to introduce him, I think that you bring out all the stops. You make him look the best. Right. He can look. Mm-hmm. So you bring him with Scarlet. You do that for that entrance is dope. It's yeah, one of the dopest ones awesome. they have right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it gets over. Then you got bring shut his it championship down. out. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Yeah. Shut it down. Yeah. Um, I had the opportunity since the last time we went to uh, that we did the podcast. I went to Connecticut, and um, I did stop by the WWE headquarters, which uh, is in. Did you put in the app? 
Because they, they, they need somebody else on that writing team. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm trying, man. Now, and this is something else I'll talk to you about TikTok, about so, uh, WWE resume careers. We'll talk about that in a second. TikTok, Karrion Cross. Uh, TikTok, Karrion Cross, right. Yeah. yeah. TikTok. Um, so, yeah. You know what? He came out to more fanfare with uh, Mara Ronaldo announcing him the first time they came out on a quiet NXT during the quarantine era to then he did on Raw with 14,000 people right. in the arena. That's crazy. Okay. Um, where was I going with this? Uh, Connecticut. Stanford. Yeah, did, right. So, yeah. Saw the building. It's great. They're actually taking uh, that building and selling it, and they're having a new headquarters with the warehouse, and they're going to put it all together, and they, they might build a, you know, a fan fest type thing there, too, in Connecticut. What do you go to Connecticut for? Not much. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it, it was pretty cool to go to go down there and see um, the WWE headquarters, and they still got the trees on the roof from when they did the money in the bank last year, um, and they dressed it all up. So that that was in, just, just a side note that that was interesting. Did not see Vince. I, I didn't. I got maybe ten feet from the lobby and they got people there watching you, so you can't get in. Um, <laughs> you just can't get in. That's weird. Um, <laughs> and, well, they don't want. I didn't want people to come in anyway. They got a big revolving door that the I, Ultimate I Warrior were, statue was guarding. I thought you were just allowed to go in and have your own climb the corporate ladder match. <laughs> I would love to. Like, you know, like, uh, man, I would. I would pay. Yeah. I would pay to do that. Um, but. Uh, no, it just just a, that was a side note. They're talking about I needed to go in and say, hey Vince, quit you know letting people screw things up, because this is you're back in front of live fans. This goes back around to what we were talking about before. Back in front of live fans, you got to give them something, and they did. We'll talk about Money in the Bank. We'll talk about SummerSlam, um, and we'll talk about Raw and SmackDown in front of live fans. But uh, we're out of the Thunderdome era. We're back in front of live fans, which is great. Actually, if you go on TikTok. WWE careers, you can make a duet video and you can uh, audition to be the next ring announcer for WWE because they were going to, they're going to take all these submissions. Two people are going to win and announce a match at SummerSlam. It's one match per, and then they're also going to take this big talent pool audition and they're going to find I guess new new voices for the show. So they just tore apart their entire roster. They fired everybody and now they're looking for new people. If you want to go on TikTok, that's the first. Uh, Resume to get in there. No more sending in VHS tapes like you did on the right. Real World back on MTV. So <laughs> I, I did it. I, you know, actually B E R G E R. Corey Berger pointed out to me, and I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll give it a shot. Whatever, you know. So I posted a couple of fun things on the course of the Chesapeake, and when I got in the ring at WrestleMania 30 at Access and won the impersonation contest with the Road Dog, and I, I did a couple of announcements: John Cena, Undertaker, Edge. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool. Go on TikTok. I, I don't I don't know too much about TikTok, but go on there. That's how they're hiring people yeah. now. TikTok is fun. It's a rabbit hole. <laughs> it's a, yeah. It definitely is. Yeah. Got lost in there. Yeah. Um, yep. You, you don't know. Yeah. I know. Sorry. Yeah. Hashtag, just, hashtag, yeah. hashtag no yeah. hashtag. Yeah. TikTok. Again, I thought that was Karen TikTok. Cross. TikTok. Cross. It defeats yeah. productivity. So. But the TikTok, <laughs> that, that was going to ask me, are we, we ready to take a break right here real quick? Because I know we've been talking. Yeah, we could take a break. Sure. Uh, we'll take a quick break here. You know, It'd be weird since you mentioned it not to at this point. You're right. <laughs> I don't know. I, I could. I mean, I could say that, and it could be a teaser. But, you know, we'll take a quick We're break, and we'll come back. breaks now. Right. Uh, like I said, we might throw an interview in there. If we get it, if we don't, that's okay, because we've got uh, plenty of stuff coming up. And um, we're going to talk about the fans back in attendance, including I was at Ring of Honor, uh, Best in the World, not CM Punk, but that's another thing to talk about, too. Um, and uh, we'll be back with more of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast from the Man Cave Slash Office at the Garden Estates of C.M. Funk. And we are back yeah. on the... Thank you. On the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Once again, my name is Dirty Mike. 
I'm the big ugly. Taking a drink, a swig of water for the working man. <laughs> the working and uh, we're in the office slash uh, work center slash uh, man cave slash. We're just in CM Funk's Garden Estates. That's where we are. Thank you, sir. Oh, you got it. Thank you guys again for being here. And, and uh, yeah. Ready, ready for a part two here of the, uh, part the, two. Old, the old cast. I haven't found Waldo. Yeah, I've been seriously like scouring <laughs> for Waldo. It, yeah. You for, can't tell me what yeah. it is. Is it a Waldo figure? For, 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 the viewer, Waldo? for the viewers at home. Right. For the viewers at home, we, we, uh, we are looking for Waldo because there is a Waldo from Where's Waldo fame in my... In my man office cave. Can you slash. see it? Can seriously? You, you can it's see it. It's not like John Cena. Yes, no, it's real. It it oh, it's real. It's, it's damn, damn real. real. So, um, it is real. So yeah, so uh, if the viewers playing at home want to look for it too. They're certainly welcome. Um, I did take a few pictures of us yeah. here in the uh, office yeah. slash man cave. So I mean, and, you know, when I post them, maybe we'll be able to like close up and see him <laughs> have a contest. If you find Waldo, uh, we'll shout you out on the podcast. Maybe we'll send you some paraphernalia. Uh, we got um, coasters and. And if they don't find it, we may be hosting every wrestling dirty ugly wrestling <laughs> podcast at the uh, at the Garden Estates. You've got so, Devastator over there. I do. I do. That that kicks ass. Transformers. Yeah, those those are all uh, childhood. Uh, ones that I have kept from childhood. And if you notice, there's GI Joe on the bottom. Maybe. Oh. Those two of them are um, Sergeant Slaughter. It's just a ah, ties back into wrestling here. Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, when he uh, you know, yo joed. That's while. fantastic. So, you gonna see Snake Eyes? I, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to. I, it looks actually pretty good. Like it, it looks pretty decent. But yeah. I didn't really care for the other GI Joe movies. That, yeah, no, they're terrible. Yeah, so wow. <laughs> so I'm a little worried. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It should be. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm like, ah, oh, it's an action movie. Plus the guy that seems to be playing. Uh, Who's the guy opposite Snake Eyes? What's his name? Um, Storm Shadow. Storm Shadow, yes. Yeah. Uh, the guy that I think is playing Storm Shadows is the main character from the show Warrior. Um, that's oh, okay. on HBO, yeah, which yeah. I really love. Yeah, um, pretty so good show. I'm like, I know he's good. I'm sure the action will be good, even if the story isn't. So yeah, I'm gonna check it out. All right, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll get your, uh, I'll get yeah, your opinion I'll get on my take on it. Yeah. yeah, we'll yeah. Uh, we'll get from there. Yeah. Right. All right. So yeah. uh, speaking yeah. of Snake yeah. Eyes and yeah. wrestling, uh, yeah, uh, Snake Eyes. Yeah. Wasn't that a move? That uh, right. yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, we left off on... Dang, where did we leave off? Well, you know, we, we said were we were going to talk. We, we did. We went on tangents. We said we were going to talk about fans back in attendance at uh, WWE shows, and we will talk about that. Um, so, you know, we talked about the Thunderdome era. We put a pin on it. Now we can get past that. Um, they had SmackDown on Fox from Texas, and uh, Roman Reigns was the first guy to come out, which was great. Um, <clears throat> and uh, they had a couple of uh, couple of things. They've got uh, Shotzi and Knox. That they lost a couple of pieces of their name, but they're on SmackDown now. Typical they were on SmackDown t- the week before in a Thunderdome era. T- typical WWE booking: bring them up from NXT, give them one name, right? You know, so um, so they've got that. But SmackDown was pretty good. It was a real, real nice lead into uh, that was where Bobby. Uh, no, that wasn't where Bobby Lashley destroyed. He did that in the Thunderdome. He destroyed yeah, that the was raw, MVP man. Lounge Raw. So um, SmackDown was good. It was a nice lead into two days later. They were gonna have the Money in the Bank pay per view. Um, as far as anything that stuck out on SmackDown, uh, the pop for Edge was pretty good um, yeah. when they had that big six-man tag in the beginning. Uh, Dominic Mysterio is getting the absolute hell beat out of him uh, anywhere he goes, <laughs> whether it's uh, Thunderdome or in front of live fans. It's definitely a little, little more intense. Um, welcome to the pros, kid. Welcome. <laughs> and right there by your daddy, and dad's probably like laid in, you know, yeah. <laughs> raised old school. So, um, but l- let's uh, let's jump over to Money in the Bank on Peacock. Now we all watched it uh, at did, different did times. Because uh, Peacock, so, 
<laughs> Here's the problem. That's not cooperating. All right, so there was a huge... Uh, you might not have seen this because it was on most of the social media, CM Funk, but a huge swell of negativity around. Oh, Peacock, I, I, I missed the, the, the promos before. I missed the entrances and the first yeah. couple minutes of the yeah. match. Yeah. Um, the, men's, the men's money in the bank. Yeah, yeah and that's, that's one of the big reasons why you watch the money in the bank. Uh, you figure WWE would have this figured out, and you figure 14 less thousand people are watching the show on Peacock because they're watching it in the arena now. Yeah. Which was great. Well, I mean, I, I feel like we can't blame WWE. No. We gotta blame Pe- Peacock. Gotta NBC. blame Peacock. I will yeah. always blame Peacock because I don't like Peacocks. So yeah. that's But that's personal. So anyway, go oh, ahead. Okay, you, that's very true. Terrible change. Um, what's okay. Uh, you know, but it's, it's it's a problem that cannot... I mean, that was a, that's the worst possible time. I've been watching Peacock ever since it came with the WWE Network. I don't think we've had any problems during the Thunderdome era. I don't think we've seen a problem like that yet. But it just happens to be the biggest thing that they're trying to put out there. And, man, so what do you guys think about that? Is it, uh, you know, just a regular, you know, stuff happens kind of thing? Is it a thing where they got to, you know, got to address it now that can't happen again? Like, it's a streaming service, so obviously stuff happens. But what do you guys think about this whole Peacock? Now, it came back maybe, what, 10, 15 minutes later? Yeah. Because we were watching it together, CM Funk, and you, you know, took a to voyage back here to the Garden of States, which isn't too far from the penthouse. Um and I guess when you turned it on, it was it was there. It was there. It was back. Yeah. I mean, I, to me, it, was, it 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 happens. You know. I mean, it's still technology. You know, nothing's yeah. perfect. It, you know, it's going to happen. I mean, I read somewhere that like the international feed was fine. It was just the domestic feed that yeah. had an issue. So, you know what? It happens. It, at least we're able to go back and watch it. I mean, think of days of old when you ordered a pay per view and. You, you maybe you couldn't go back and watch it again, you know. Right. So I mean, Until I, I gave the replay for yeah, everybody. Right. The next, I, I could have gone back and watched it, you know, later that night, or I went yeah. back the next day and watched, you know, the men's money in the bank, and turns out didn't really miss anything. So you yeah. know, I think it was just a one-off. This isn't the first live event on Peacock, and you know, first time I think Peacock had like a major issue. So I don't think it was. I don't think we have anything to worry about. And just it just got to get together for SummerSlam. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because they run other live sporting events and stuff yeah. like that, and, and it, I, I've never really come across there were, any issues. There have been some other WWE events, right? Wasn't WrestleMania on Peacock? Or yeah, no? yeah, 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 yeah. That was the first. That was the first uh, event. The first Peacock, right? Right. right. Yeah. Wasn't, so we've had a few pay per views on right. Peacock, and, and that was have. the middle of a thunderstorm, and they right. didn't have that any was issues. right. So. Um, yeah. Uh, Which, like you said, you got 14,000 less people. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> yeah, they shouldn't be streaming into Peacock when they're sitting there in their seats watching the thing. Um, but, you know, I'll tell you what. Uh, despite the Peacock thing, up until that point, it was a solid WWE pay-per-view. We, we can't say that about a lot of, uh, a lot of shows. I mean, solid kickoff, solid opening, you know, they came through, they were, looked, looked like they were giving the fans what they needed, and, and the interesting thing was the people that were winning the matches actually was good. It's not the same old stuff that we were watching. Uh, oh, we're, uh, that's, uh, we're ringing. Mr. Sandman. Yes. That's, that's what I think of every time with that. There you go. So we, we had Nikki A.S.H., almost a superhero, win the women's money in the bank, which was great. I, I thought that was really cool. She didn't get a big pop when she came out because she was kind of in the middle of other people that were getting big pops for that women's money in the bank match. Yeah. Solid match. Decent match. I'm glad she won. Something different. Something new. And I do, this is what I was telling CM Funk the other day, I like the character. I think it could have Hurricane-esque possibilities because she's got a personality I think that could pull it off. And I think that will resonate with live fans as it, as it goes along. Especially now, even more so, 
after Monday Night Raw, which I'll just segue right now. Did you see it? Yeah. Did you yeah. see it? Yeah, I did. Okay, yeah. I didn't want to spoil it for anybody. But uh, she uh, actually, at the end of Monday Night Raw, mm-hmm. after a championship women's match that was the main event, which was very good, cashed in, Cash in. and uh, successfully defeated Charlotte at the time to win the Raw Women's Championship. Can, good stuff. Can Can I just chime in here real You quick sure can. About, about the, the cash in. Okay. Two things. One, I had forgotten Nikki Cross, Nikki Ash, Nikki A-S-H. I had forgotten she won the Money in the Bank. Good. That's was the point. It, right, yes, yes and no. I shouldn't have forgotten 24 <laughs> hours later. <laughs> All right? Um, and I love Nikki Cross. Don't get me wrong. I love Nikki Cross. Mm-hmm. I'm not completely sold on the superhero gimmick. Come on. I think it's got a chance. I just, I'm not completely there with it yet. I'm with you. And then, two, boy, did they mistime the end of Raw. Because... Um, Rhea hadn't even started the beatdown on Charlotte yet yeah. when Nikki's music hit because they had to get her out there so she could get the pin in yeah. and she could go and celebrate. <clears throat> she had barely gotten into the crowd after she won to celebrate and they cut off. And yeah. it was like, I mean, there was hardly any fanfare to it. Yeah. And, all. and I was like, I was like <clears throat> man, like that sucks for her. You know, I mean, yeah. um, I mean, it was a good pop moment at the end, and then it leaves the celebration to happen on Raw you know, next week, which is great. But, yeah, that I mean, it was over, too. It was like 11.08, 11.09 almost when Nikki's music hit. Um, and it was all because they had to get that new show. USA had to get their new show they were premiering in or in time because yeah. of the way it was scheduled. So and, and so I don't know if it was just a matter of Charlotte and Rhea going along but or them just timing out live TV again because it's, it's harder to time out live TV when you have to... You have to get for all those variables, fans, and you know yeah. all that stuff. Um, so it's, it, yeah, it was mistimed, but it was still good. Um, Could have been better, but that's what happens with live TV. You know, you never happen in front of a live audience. Um, hopefully, we'll see more of a celebration. Hopefully, the network or the website will show a little bit more celebration in the crowd because she actually got, went into the crowd, which was nice. Um, it was good, and and I'm not. A hundred percent sold. I love the superhero gimmick. I think it's got more to go. If they don't ruin it, I think it's got a chance to be something really good, especially for Raw, which needs it. So, good, good for Nikki Cross. A S H, almost a superhero. What do you guys think about uh, Alexa Bliss, dude? <laughs> um, we had this conversation, CM Funk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know. What do you? Let's start with you. What do you think about Alexa Bliss? I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. And I and I actually was a big like when she was going through the thing with the fiend and Hell you know yeah. he was kind of like taking over her. You know what I'm saying? I was with it. I was all in. Lately, I I can't stand it. It's and I think what makes me even more upset is to see a great character that they were doing so well with just like plummet into the abyss of storytelling. It's it's just bad. And it, it's it's not even it's not fun anymore. No, it's, and it's it seems like it's just dried up. Like yeah. it's, there's no there's nowhere to go with it. Right. Um. And <laughs> Alexa Bliss is so talented. She's so and she's had a she's had a lot of shots. She's had a lot of pushes. I don't know CM Funk. I just don't know where this could go. I, I mean, I don't like what they're doing with the character. I think Alexa Bliss is playing the character perfectly, though. She's what they wanted to do. Sure. So. Um, I, I thought her entrance in the Women's Money in the Bank where she just stood on the uh, ropes and just stared like for the entire everybody else's entrance I thought that was great like I was like alright that's a little bit of character there and didn't all. culminate into anything but right, it was great right right but except 
I'm sorry to interrupt, no. but except when uh, she was going up the ladder, and I can't remember who was going up the other side, but uh, she put a spell or a hex. I think it was Selena Vega. Might have yeah, been. Yeah, and, yeah. and apparently she uh, willed Selena Vega to come back down the ladder, go, so go she's right, got yeah, magical yeah. powers, so I don't know if that's where yeah. this gimmick is supposed to go. Um, I, I, well, I think that, that you and I were talking about that, that, you know, it was like... If she's gonna, if Alexa Bliss is gonna be this this Undertakerish type character and all, or fiend type character on her own, like she needs to have those types of mystical, magical, you know, unexplainable powers. You know, like yeah. I don't want to see Alexa Bliss get beat beat up, right? You know, like she should she should no sell like almost everything. You, you know, see the fiend get beat up, uh, right? And I, I would buy that with little tiny Alexa Bliss no selling things. I think that's great. Absolutely. But as that's, far as the rest of it goes, yeah, it just it's like the whole thing with Lily the doll and all that. It's like, eh, whatever. Don't need all that, you know. And and not having the fiend there is kind of taking some of the uh, pop out, which we too. need him to come yeah. back to. Yeah. Which I, I was literally just reading the article earlier that was talking about that Bray Wyatt being kept off TV might not actually be any storyline related. And like he's tweeted, you know, when people have like said like you know we miss you Bray Wyatt, and like one of his recent tweets was like you know I miss you guys too more than you more than you know. So it's like. I don't. I don't even know what the reason is. They're keeping them off. It, it yeah. could be. I don't know. Could be contractual. Could be injury. Could just be like you know different views, different just politics. Like, yeah, like we don't have anything for you right that's now. That's crazy if that's the case. But yeah. Well, they 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 ruined the fiend anyway. So yeah. maybe he'll reinvent himself again and do something different. That's damn shame. I think, though, the, I think was the fiend still got some legs. You don't think so? Twice they brought it back, and twice to me they've ruined it. I like, think it's it just, got yeah. legs as a face this time. Because I think it, that character needs to be an anti-hero. Because it was a it was a heel most of the time. Yeah, Bray Wyatt. I think it needs to be a face. I think if they brought him back in front of a live crowd, he, it's they, going to be. A go, yeah, yeah, people sure. are, yeah. Oh yeah, no, no question. I just yeah. I, I just don't feel like they ever hit. I don't feel like WWE creatively ever handles yeah. the character right. And Absolutely not. and I don't know if it's WWE or if it's even Bray Wyatt himself. You know, you know, because I'm sure he has a lot of input in that character. I hope so. I mean, that that seems like his creation as opposed to yeah. WWE's. I mean, but I, I mean, I think when WWE comes to you and they're like, "All right, you're going to drop the title to Goldberg," you, yeah. you ain't really got much of a say. It's right. like, yeah. what, what are you going to say? Yeah. You know, you could yeah. say well, no and refuse to do it and get fired. I mean, you know, whatever. But right, it's like yeah. they're going to look at you like Goldberg is a bigger draw for us. You know, and that was overseas at that Saudi Arabia thing. I think. Yeah, it was. And yeah. they got that was when the Fiend character was like no selling sledgehammer shots. Yeah, from Seth Rollins. exactly. And yeah. uh, you know, and the, the whole character was unbeatable. You couldn't pin him. He was yeah. no selling everything. And then he, all of a sudden, boom! Did uh, he lose anyone else besides Goldberg and uh, uh, Randy, Randy Orton? No, nope. they were only two, right? That's it. Okay. Yeah. So, Maybe, yeah. And that oh. might not have even been Bray Wyatt. That may have been somebody else. Who knows? <laughs> Under that mask. Yeah, yeah, you don't know. There's no idea. I'll tell you what. Um, yeah, Alexa Bliss, hopefully, they be a little... I mean, they're, they're showing signs of the creative stuff, but they're not They're not doing it yet. Maybe it's a slow burn. I don't know. But uh, I need more from Alexa Bliss. And I, th- I needed to regress a little bit more of what she was doing during the Thunderdome era. I need to get away from the doll. No, this Lily thing doesn't need to be like right front and center, and she's got to get out of the program with Natalie, uh, yeah. Natalie, whatever her name is, uh, Eva, Eva Marie, Marie, sorry, yeah. and Dewdrop. <laughs> Dewdrop. Yeah, what a great! Can we talk about this for just sixty seconds? No, that's all we need, because <laughs> uh, that's all we ever see her for. House rules, no. Okay, no. <laughs> I guess we're all in agreement on that. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of like one of the things where it's like it's sad when you think about the talent. That has been let go for the talent that has been brought in. You yep. know, 
<laughs> um, it, it's awful. And this this Dewdrop character, like Piper Niven, for those people that aren't aware, extremely talented. NXT by the way. UK, hugely talented, really talented, and all like to, to. I mean, hopefully this is just to build to to that whole Virgil DiBiase break, you know, down the road and all that, you know, to really get Dewdrop Piper Niven over, you know, hopefully. or something. But, ugh. I just can't. I, I couldn't do even Marie the first time around, and um, no fan hasn't improved. No, no, it's not improved. It's uh, you know, there's really not much more they can do with her. But unfortunately, she is a social media superstar. She's got it's so many different things going on, and it's a, it's more outlets for the WWE to tap into. That's that's all it is. That's all it is. No, you know, no offense to whatever even Marie's doing in the rest of her life, but being a professional wrestler or being and taking that spot on, yeah, no, I don't like it. Can't do it. Even though there's three hours of Raw, there's a hell of a lot more people they could put in there to go do a lot more better than her. So, anyway, yeah. sorry. 60 seconds, that's enough. Um, Money in the Bank. Again, great stuff. You know, some some other title matches. Um, some pretty good stuff there. Another uh, Once we got to see the men's Money in the Bank match, actually, that was pretty good from beginning to end. Yeah. Um, some good spots. And Big E, man. Big E. How about it? I actually thought Ricochet was going to get it for a second. I, I thought I thought it might it was be time. It was yeah. He could have been one of the the viable winners of that match because he definitely worked hard. Ricochet yeah. is cool, man. He just can't talk. But right, yeah. right. He needs. <laughs> that's to why. Be, that's why he didn't. That's why he didn't win. Because <laughs> he needs a mouthpiece. Cause, and doesn't have. Because he was Mr. Spotfest during the Money in the Bank. Mm. That, 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 was, yeah. that 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 off the ladder or under the, uh, rope, the ropes and then over. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Man, he put like what Shelton Benjamin used to do and Kofi Kingston did, normally does yeah. it together and did it all at the same time. Right, and then he walked the rope to get to the ladder before he got to. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was like the whole se- sequence was. Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, you know, it was very entertaining, and uh, you know, that's what a uh, Money in the Bank ladder match should yeah. be about. You shouldn't know who's going to win, um, and you should. It shouldn't be a foregone conclusion. And when Big E actually won, it got a pop. Same thing. You know, they're leaving the crowd happy. Um, they left the crowd happy all night long. Um, they did have a the champion. The other championship match, the Universal Title, that was um, Bobby Lashley and. No, that was. Uh, I'm sorry. That, you, that was the w- WWE w- title. I'm sorry. Yeah, Roman that, and Edge. Roman and Edge was the end, but was Bobby Lashley's opponent was. Kofi. Thank you, because we talked about that a little bit earlier. Right. Um, and Bobby Lashley did win pretty pretty convincingly. So now Roman and Edge. Um, Before was, we get there. Yeah, yeah, let's let's do it. They took Drew out of the main event picture. Put him with gender. Uh, you quick. know. It's about what time. Do, what do you guys think about gender? Obviously, he's coming back up. Mm. And that mid-card, he's got the two guys with him. What do you guys think? Love gender. Always love gender. Um, and the two new guys, uh, and I'm sorry, to, I know you want to no, jump please, in there. Please, please. I say the two new guys, I think they're better for him. You know, the Bollywood guys made it a little bit more comical. Even though they yes. are, they're yes. great, but they're yeah. that wrong gimmick for them. Yes. Um, the bigger guys... Being, it, make, it, it makes him look like a real threat. It really does. Yeah, it makes it does. him look like a terrorist. Yeah. No pun intended. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, but that's Probably that's good. Wasn't the best use of words. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag don't it hashtag like that. Menace. <laughs> sorry, menace is good. Phantom <laughs> menace. I like. Uh, sorry. We'd like anyway. to take a moment for yeah. this uh, public. Uh, Come on, man. Service announcement. Uh, no. Muhammad Hassan, no. man. No. Come on. Anyway. Um, so yeah, no, I like it, and and CM Funk is probably going to jump in here, but I will I, I say I like it, and I like that Drew is that's that's sort of mid card. That's not, it's like upper mid card for those guys right there. It's not knocking Drew completely down from what he was doing in the last year and a half, and it's giving gender credibility, and I think that's a good place no, to jump no, off. No, it's giving Drew credibility. <laughs> 
he's now feuding with a former WWE champion. Sure is. Okay, in Jinder Mahal. All right, so just remember that. Keep that in mind. And, and for all the uh, dirty, ugly wrestling podcast universe out there, go back and listen to the archives, and you guys will know how much of a mark I am for Jinder Mahal. <laughs> so, uh, so all disclaimers aside, I think it's great. I yeah. think it's fantastic for both of them. It gives them both something to do that keeps them in the spotlight to some extent. You know, yeah, is it more mid card, of course, but but there, it's actually a compelling story. It's a wrestling storyline that makes sense. And yeah, and his two uh, cronies, Jinder's cronies. Yeah, he definitely is more credible as a as, yeah. as a as a real threat going forward now. So uh, yeah, I completely agree. I, I like it. I like the. I think they look menacing. I like the look of it. I want gender to be more serious. Like he should just be angry. Like you know yeah. what I'm saying. Like yeah, yeah. I want him to be mean. You know. Sometimes when he gets into his promos, he's kind of smiling a bit or smirking. Yeah. Little, you know. Yeah. A little um, sarcastic and yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. the whole thing. It's supposed to be sarcastic. Yeah, sarcastic. Yeah, I guess it's sarcastic. Yeah. 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 Um, I would personally, I, I would personally drop that and just because it's like yeah. these dudes look mean, you yeah. know what I'm saying? All three of them together, you know, yeah. it's like dude, the one dude you don't need the, to be sarcastic. Like the one dude with business. the beard and the face paint, man. Like he, uh, yeah, dude, like he looks legit. He man. looks legit. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Um, but Let, yeah, let's do it. Now, when let's you do. said it was about time for Drew to get out of, was it because you don't feel like Drew needs to be at the top of the card? Or were you just tired of him? I was. It, the thing was, it was dragging for me. Um, okay. I, I liked what he did during the Thunderdome era. I think he defended the title very well. He was a it was a form, formidable champion, but they kept giving him the same stuff over and over and over again. And I think it was Randy Orton for the most part, over and over and over again. And then I have no problem with Randy Orton, but Randy Orton can do better without Drew. Drew can do better without Randy at this point in time. Yeah. And I think Drew can do better without the title. The Chasing feud with Bobby the title, was long too. Yeah, the feud yeah. with Bobby was very long too. Yeah, I think it, actually it, those two feuds probably are a year and a half right yeah, there. Yeah, right. I think so. Combined yeah. I together, think that was everybody. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Um, other than Goldberg, which was kind of in the middle. Yeah, yeah. I think if Drew gets away for a little bit, he can. They can rebuild him. He can in, fight in back front up. of the fans. Give him a chance to, you know, get get the heroes welcome again and that kind of thing. Get get all that, the people behind him, and then eventually. Because the run was different. Because when he won the Royal Rumble in front of people and then won the WWE Championship in the Performance Center in front of nobody, that you know you had to go off. You had to fix things for the next six months, 12 months, year and a half, whatever it was. So I think if they build him back up again, maybe not to win the Royal Rumble per se, but give them that kind of a build, he could be a face. He could be a formidable opponent for champions upcoming for the WWE Championship. I just need, we need some time out. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't like him with the title. <laughs> not, yeah. not at the end there. Yeah. Cool. Sorry, I got distracted. We're you're, getting you're back fine. to Reigns beats oh, Edge. 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 Thanks. <laughs> we can't forget. Oh, real quick. See? Real quick. Apollo Cruz was not. No, or, he was not on the card. No. Nope. He's the Intercontinental Champion. He was not on the ne- card. Ne- he didn't have ne- a neither the IC Champion or the, the US, US Champion were on the. Uh, you're right. All right. Continue. Yeah. Sheamus was on Monday on Raw. I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Continue. All right. Mm. Yeah, Reigns and Edge. What? Reigns and Reigns Edge, and Edge yes. was a it, this was a classic WWE type championship. I know it was for the Universal Title, but I mean we had false finishes, we had ref bumps, we had interferences. Yeah, it was too long. What? It went like thirty five minutes. Was, the the first long. part of the match went too long. Yeah, it, the exposition, if you want to call it, went too long. I think they could have gotten to the meat quicker. That's true, but I think. I don't know if it was just they were killing for time because they. I mean, they ended before eleven. It, I don't think. No, it didn't. It went. No, to went like, past it went like eleven twenty or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. So maybe 11. that's what it was. Yeah. If 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 I if I knew what TikTok was and understood <laughs> it and all, I would have probably been on TikTok watching um, or doing something <laughs> yeah. else instead of watching yeah. the the first half of that match. Wow. 
Yeah. No, it's uh, yeah, the match was long, um, but the the culmination was good. Um, I think the fans were into it. I think the, the both guys worked really, really hard. I think everybody that was involved in the match worked pretty hard. Um, so yeah, Roman wins. Okay. Yeah. We we knew that was happening pretty much. Um, and then you know Edge lost, and well this was kind of overshadowed by what happened next. Yeah. Well, Rollins. Let's not forget we we built to Rollins. Edge so we talked about Rollins. interference. Yeah. yeah so Rollins. Rollins came in and did his thing. That's what I'm saying. There was interference involved, yeah. and Rollins Edge is going to be a nice feud, I think. Um, it's not going to be for a title at this point in time. I haven't really been feeling Rollins lately, but give us some time. It's it's funny and like you know me I've been I've never been the Rollins guy and all yeah. like I'm actually enjoying his work now more than I have yeah, yeah. okay all. I think it's gonna be better in front of a live crowd I think um, but I'm I, I'm enjoying I, what I he's like doing. I like the drip you know the so. drip is nice I like his drip I don't like Johnny what about Johnny, Johnny drip drip, drip. drip. yeah I'm not, no. <laughs> John Morrison did good in that matter ladder match too by the way oh absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um so, so yeah yeah the, so this is what happened you know, there was it, the, the it winner w- it went off the air. Show it, it did. Nothing it, yeah, happened. We didn't see anything. Right. Was, yeah, couldn't see it. So I was thinking when Roman grabbed the mic, um, you know, obviously he's going to say something like he's been saying. But I mean, this is this has lasted too long. It's 11, 10, 20, whatever it is now. They're obviously keeping this on for something. They're not going to leave the crowd with him winning. Mm-hmm. So nobody, I don't think, this timing expected John Cena's music to hit. Um, I was expecting Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody was. Uh, everybody was expecting something, but not what happened. Um, you heard the music. It's unmistakable music. It was one of the biggest pops ever. After three and a half plus hours of live action that was actually blowing me up, because it was it was a lot of action. Um, and then after that long, like you said, that was a long title match. That was where I was going with that. It's like, oh, man, you got to bring them up somehow. When that music hit, that place went nuts. There was Crazy. no chanting, yeah. let Cena sucks. Nope. There was no singing, John Cena. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. I mean, he just got the biggest pop in history. And he came out. He did the note, you can't see me in front of Reigns. Hit the turnbuckle. Boom. That was the way to end the show. Yeah. And it left you wanting to. It left us wanting to watch SmackDown because that's where Roman Reigns is. Yeah. And then they said he was going to come out on Raw and kick it off. Oh, now we want to watch Raw. That's, yeah. We haven't said that in a year and a half. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so well, maybe maybe even a little bit before that. It's been a while since so Raw's been good. I think yeah. I texted you, Sam Funk's like that's how it's done. Yeah. You give them what you need to give them at the time, yeah. and you leave them wanting more. That's how you do it. What did you think of it? I know I've talked to CM Funk about this, but Big Ugly, I want to get your take on Roman keeping the title, uh, anything, Seth Rollins, and all the interference. John Cena, go ahead. All of that stuff was cool. All of it. I I expected Roman to to keep the title. Um, That was cool. I I thought Rollins might interfere to, you know, they seem to be setting up that feud. It's the Cena thing I didn't see coming. I was actually pretty excited. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not even like a super Cena fan, but I I felt the energy. Like, when he came out, it was like, Dang, yo, this is dope. Yeah. yeah. It was a yeah. nice camera angle, too, yeah. because they started the music with Roman walking away. Then they changed the camera right to the screen. And it's like, you know what's about yeah. to happen. Dude, You're losing your shit. And yeah. Ro- Roman's reaction when the music hit, he, he, was, he went from being all serious and mean to, like, like what, what the? the? <laughs> yeah. He yeah. did good with yeah, it was, it staying was, calm, yeah. that, but yeah. making it look like shock. Yeah, that, that was a bigger pop than he got when he came back for that Royal Rumble. Yeah, like, was that, that was a big pop. Yeah, yeah. That was a huge pop, yeah. yeah. I, that's what I said. I said this was probably the biggest pop I've ever heard on the, watching any of these yeah. shows and all. And that like, was smart. The first 
live pay-per-view in front of fans, you need to give them something big because you need to watch and you need to travel to go to these places and be there. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Um, And I I was the same way. I was feeling the electricity. Like, I'm not a Cena guy one bit and I was totally, totally bought in, wanted to watch for all the next night. I was like, I'm like, it it, it like rejuvenated your wrestling spirit. It was like, yeah, made like, you glad yes. to be a fan. Yeah, man. absolutely. And yeah. I was just like, man, that's great. And it's where they could go with it. And I think they did the right thing. He came out first on Raw. That's what everybody in the WWE universe wants to see. He addressed the, it's okay. You know what? I'm going to challenge Roman Reigns. I'm going to challenge for the championship at SummerSlam because I think Roman Reigns is an asshole. Right. How, how much better can you do than that? <laughs> so let me ask you guys this. We felt all of us felt the same way with Cena. Yeah. Why do we not feel that way for Goldberg? Or um, for Lesnar. Lesnar, I can't answer that yet because they haven't made the. Okay, true. Yet. Let's just go with Goldberg. Let's go with Goldberg. <laughs> all right, let's just go with Goldberg. Different, different scenario. Yeah. Um, Cena's a legend, like Cena. Goldberg. Hasn't wrestled, and typically when he does wrestle, he is booked on top. Yep. A lot. Here, 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 here. Go ahead. Because Cena can still go. Yep. All right. You know, it might only be five moves, but he can still go. Well, he's got a sixth move. I he's forgot, got the Hulk Hogan. We, right. you know, that's what he we talked about. The same thing with the acting. He can get in there and entertain you for thirty minutes. Right. It, right. Even though he's not the best wrestler ever, yeah. he can go for thirty minutes. Yep. There's no doubt about that. Goldberg, you know, it's a two and a half minute, Gotta you be. know, two mat, two move match, and it's and that's it. And the Goldberg chant, that's. That's the thing about Goldberg. You know, it's the entrance and the chant. That's it. Like, it's not about him in the ring. Nope. Cena, it's everything, you know? Right, right. Okay, right. I agree. that's why, you know? And and that's why, you know, and I felt that about Cena. It's like, Cena's been out for a long time. He's come back for a couple of little things here and there. Um, But him being gone, he's a polarizing figure when he gets, you know, when he makes an entrance or, you know, will Cena turn heel? There's all that kind of thing. It's like, oh, now Cena's out doing television, movies, all this stuff. Um, but now Cena is back where he started, you know, and you know, you don't know he's 44 years old, you know, but it doesn't matter. He can get in there and still do the same thing and he can be as excited about it too, because he was excited. I was excited. If he came out to just like, you know, just, uh, you you can't see this, obviously you can't see it, but if he just walked out there all lackadaisical and it was like, you know what, then I wouldn't have been popped. Right. Did did anybody else get worried when he ran down the ringside that he was going to miss when he jumped through the underneath? I I got concerned, yeah. It's been a while, Cena. Right, I know, obviously. Maybe you should have walked. I'm sure they had rehearsals, he practiced, he Uh, stretched, he worked out, yeah, I'm sure he did. Um, But, uh, you know, he came out and he actually slapped Stu, the the cameraman, slapped his hand, broke his hand. Uh, which is, he said it the next night on Raw, I was like, damn, you broke your hand. He actually did. Oh, he legit he broke his hand? broke that's his funny. damn hand. <laughs> God. Broke the cameraman's hand. Dang, he just slapped it so hard. Um, but that's okay. He's, he, Stu was out there. And he still had to hold that big, heavy camera. Right. Right. Yeah. That's more of, a, more of a shoulder thing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, um, but yeah, no. Can't right focus or nothing. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> See, that was great. And then, so John Cena comes out. Yeah, that's going to be a great build. And I think that's going to be an entertaining match at SummerSlam. Much more entertaining than the Bobby Lashley-Goldberg thing. Yeah, it's good to get Goldberg to come out, and it's excited to see a pop, but I wasn't as juiced as I was because you know what's going to happen. You know what's coming. It's the same thing that's been happening with Goldberg for the past two years, for the past 20 years. Well, look, we've seen Goldberg wrestle like three or four times since the last time Cena got in a ring and wrestled. Yeah. 
I mean, you, the last time he was in WWE was at the WrestleMania, you know, two years ago, and he just came out and cut the promos. The Doctor of Thugonomics. He right. didn't even wrestle in that, right? You know? So yeah. we were there. F, yeah, F you, and I was there. Right, and that was exciting. Though we were excited right. to see oh, that. Yeah, that was yeah, a big pop. Yeah. Well, I yeah. popped. You know, yeah, so, I was loved it. Right, yeah, but you know, we haven't seen Cena actually in the ring go. So, in and then when he was against years, Bray I mean, Wyatt at WrestleMania during quarantine, that was all the. It the like pre right, 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 which wasn't, wasn't really a match. Right, it wasn't a match. So, so obviously he's gonna now. But the thing is, with Cena's in ring style, he doesn't have to be like I said. He's not the greatest professional wrestler in the world. He's not going to get in there and go into NXT and have a twenty minute mat classic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna yeah. He, he can sell. Well, he has good matches. He right. has good he, matches. Yeah, he can have good matches. Right. He's gonna put over the guys in the ring. With, Damn right. You know. And if he's there to give Roman a little bit more juice, because I don't, I don't see Cena winning the title. No. No. Uh-uh. I see it being convincing and possibly teasing the other way, though. False finishes. I see, you know, where they could make us believe that John Cena. It's not gonna be a squash. No. No. So. But here's the thing. Uh-oh. Here's Here it is. the thing. Uh-oh. Let's just walk through this. So we've already determined. We're saying Bobby Lashley beats Goldberg. Yep. Goldberg goes away. They save Bobby Lashley for, for uh, Lesnar, right? For the, which, yeah. will, which will definitely give Raw a boost. They, sure. they need Lesnar. Damn so right. SmackDown, Cena does not win. Who the hell do you have at that <laughs> point for Roman Reigns? Yeah. You need to build these bigger... This is where the bit, you know Big E comes in. You know, this is where the new superstars have to come up, and we need new uh, storylines. Because right now, as far as main eventers, you got nobody. Like, you, yeah, I, I, yeah, you're right. I, you're, you're, it's a great. It's one. 100 right. Yeah, I have no idea. No idea where you got to get the rock. I mean, I, well, that's <laughs> got to find a way to get him. Him and Reigns with money. If WrestleMania in Dallas <laughs> does not have Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns versus The Rock. Yeah. It's not gonna be worth buying. Like, it's just not, yeah, I'm sorry. It's gotta be where they're heading. Yeah. You know? yeah. And right. it's it's just a matter of like I said, they did it all correctly on SmackDown leading into Money in the Bank. They left Money in the Bank really well. Raw was actually pretty good. Now they've gotta they've gotta capitalize on it. They've gotta fight like it's a Monday night war. They have got to make every show worth watching and build into the next show for the next week. This is what they gotta do. Yeah. Um I think they can do it. They, they, they've got to choose to do it. I think because the the writing we saw the last time there was live fans in the arena, like we when we were there for Elimination Chamber, seemed like a different feel than like what we just watched this past weekend. I think they yeah. they're learning now. Can they do it? Yeah, but will they do it? I don't know. Like you said, it's gonna be interesting to see how they carry the momentum though each week after this because that, that the first week is always going to be especially because you. You're able to pull out all the surprises. Yeah. You know? I mean, they, they pulled Finn Balor back. When that was great. On, you know, which we didn't even talk Very about true. that. Yeah, Finn Balor was awesome. Right, you know, you got the Goldberg thing. You've got the We talked Cena about Keith thing. Lee. We talked about Keith Lee. Lee. Oh, right, yeah. They, Karrion Cross. Jeff Hardy, yeah. Karrion right. Cross. Um, yeah, you know, they, nice like, they, all right, now where do you go? Like, don't, you don't want to do it all Don't unload it all. Because all of a sudden, then, you know, then you got nothing going for it. So your stories better carry, so. We'll see. This is what they got to do. They got to carry with what they've got, and they they still got to fill that stadium for SummerSlam. I don't know what the tickets are like, but you can fill 40, 50, 60,000 people in that Alliance Stadium or Legion Stadium, whatever it is. Excuse me. I know um, Vince and everybody probably wants to make this, you know, WrestleMania of this year because WrestleMania was half capacity, two nights. Um, yeah, SummerSlam's going to be big. SummerSlam's yeah. got to be big. And I mean, I mean, it'll be the big. biggest party of the summer, I think. That's what they so, say. Yeah. Um, 
But what uh, you mean? You got two good main events: Cena and, and Roman and Lashley and Goldberg. Yeah, I mean that's a good place to start. Big, yeah, yeah. And you got Big E it's, with the briefcase. You got, you got a briefcase, which is nice. Um, so he's got to do some teasing on that. I'm okay with uh, Nikki Ash cashing it in. You know, one night later. You got Rollins and Edge. You got Rollins and Edge. That's a story yeah. that's building. I, I, think, I think you're going to get a triple threat by with uh, Nikki. You know, I think it's going to be Charlotte and Rhea against and Nikki. And you got Becky threat, Stoll to come back as well. Yeah. You got right. Sasha to come back. Yeah. I assume that the IC. I assume that Apollo Cruz is going to get into a new feud. Probably now that. Don't know with who, but. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody they put him against uh, is either no longer with the company or now has a briefcase. So, uh, <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see right. what happens with Apollo and Baba Tunde or no yeah, Baba Tunde. What was the guy? Out of, like, Colonel Veers. No, Princess uh, Prince Aziz. King Aziz. Aziz. I don't Aziz. know what it's called. Yeah, Jinder and Drew. Jinder and Drew is another one. Yeah, that's yeah, a big yeah, one yeah, they can build. A big too. match. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I mean, it's still got some comebacks in the you know the Becky, the the Sasha, the Brock. Um, they they got some cards to play and they they should play them all now. The, the thing is, when we, in between now and then when we talk next time for SummerSlam, because it's going to be on, on SummerSlam Day that we're going to talk, you know, we'll be coming back later and saying, ah, oh, man, they dropped the ball after this. <laughs> right. How long is Bailey out for? Uh, nine, nine months, nine, I think, something like that. Oh, wow, damn. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah okay. I, I Sasha don't do it for me. I'm not, I mean, I guess welcome back. If we'll she see what she gets on, yeah. you know, what uh, role she plays when in front of live fans. We'll see it. Um, yeah. But, and you got you got Bianca as well. Right, forgot about Bianca. Well, that's that's yeah. why that's why I'm bringing her up because yeah. I think we. <laughs> Wait, she's still a champion. Yeah. yeah. Oh sure. She beat Carmella. She and, beat so, and then Carmella. Carmella gets a rematch. I think they said on this Friday. Why SmackDown? Well, because she lost. <laughs> well, we did talk about it on the pay per view. It's like, well, you know, we're gonna get rematches on Monday, and we kind of did. There was uh, we know Charlotte and Rhea. We got that again. You know, first time ever. You know, in front of live fans post COVID. I don't know. Um, that'd be interesting. I'd, I'd that'll be. Where's the street profits? Is one of them injured or something? Yeah. Um, Montez. Yeah, yeah Montez, Montez yeah, is yeah. injured. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, that doesn't mean you can't bring the other. one. Maybe one doesn't work well without the other. I don't know how that works, but uh, who are the ta- oh right the Usos won the Usos the won the tag titles right. against the Mysterios. Yep. I was trying to remember. And then the other tag champs are AJ and Amish. AJ and Amish. Uh, Amish. Oh God! Yeah. Go go watch the Broken Skull sessions with uh, Kevin Nash. There's an interesting thing with Kevin Nash actually uh, training Omos uh, to be a big guy, um, wrestling as a big guy. You know. Oh, I was to say, I, he trained him to be a big guy. Ste- like well, I'm just saying, snapped. stepping over ropes oh, and not okay. taking bumps and not doing leapfrogs <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, yeah, which apparently he used to do. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Yeah. For back apparently. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so I'll take your corner. I tell you what, uh, you know, it's a lot of lead into SummerSlam, and uh, I'm going to close out this segment because I did hear from Ed Stilk. We're going to talk to Ed Stilk here in just a minute. Um, I know we mentioned him in the first part of the podcast, but uh, we're going to get his take on just things and just uh, have a nice conversation. Great cross promotion there. Uh, I want to I want to talk about Ring of Honor, best in the world for just a minute um, at UMBC Event Center. It was pod seating, socially distanced, mask inside, um, and there was maybe a thousand people there. I don't know. It was good, though. Uh, it's only on internet pay-per-view, like Ring of Honor usually does. EC3 was in the come-down match, which was interesting. He was in the second match. He was curtain-jerking. Um, and actually, that was a decent match, but it, like uh, of the night, that was probably the worst match of the night. Um, Ring of Honor took a lot of liberties with the Maryland State Athletic Commission. <laughs> a lot of different bumps, a lot of different things. Um, you said Maria Kanellis' name earlier. She was actually there. She's like the... Um, commissioner of the women's division now they have a big women's tournament for a new women's title chelsea green or whatever you want to call her um showed back up 
So as long as she doesn't get injured again, maybe she'll actually have a run there because every time, every company she's worked for, she's been injured. Um, but anyway, it was a good pay-per-view. They, they changed a lot of titles over. Um, you know, so Ring of Honor is good in-ring product. If you want to watch it, check out uh, Ring of Honor. They got YouTube channel. Um, Let me ask you guys this real quick and so no long answers. Go ahead. You guys still enjoy AEW? Oh, hell yeah. Yes. Okay. Don't need a long answer, but uh, you want a list. of This is what we were talking about earlier. All the people left that have left or been in WWE that are now in AEW, but AEW has its own roster as well, and they have now more YouTube shows. They have uh, their Dark or Evolution content or Dark or whatever it's called. They got a lot of talk. So without yeah. a big answer, watch AEW. Yeah, and, and, yeah and, and they're back in front of live uh, crowds yes, they too, are. traveling and all. So cool. so it's helped. Cool, cool. And they're doing smaller venues. They're not doing fifteen thousand seat venues or. Um, but they're actually going to be in Arthur Ashe Stadium in New York, uh, which is the tennis stadium. Yeah. Like the main, that's going to be pretty cool. Has JR improved at all? He, it, uh, yeah. Well, he did uh, go off the air uh, a couple weeks ago by calling saying, him WWE. Um, <laughs> but I heard about it. He, it, it happens. You know? He was a little more intense in front of a live crowd because he has to be louder because yeah. it's a loud crowd. Yeah. So other than that, JR is kind of just laying in the weeds until he's he's very knowledgeable. But I don't know about his. On-air persona is definitely a hell of a lot better 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Chris Jericho still doing all that, and the cruise is coming up, so. And he's back out on tour with Fozzie. So, yeah, we've had a great conversation here, and we're going to keep this going. Do not go anywhere because, um, you know, we're going to come back at SummerSlam, episode 97, but we're going to come back after this episode, or this segment, I should say, after this break, and talk to Ed Stilk. Uh, for a little bit and I um, want you to follow him and this is going to be some great cross promotion so thank you guys and we're, we're the three of us right here we're going to talk to Ed Stoke right here in the office slash man cave when the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast returns we are Back yep. again, the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, Segment 3, Episode 96. Once again, my name is Dirty Mike. And I'm the bigger. And we are sitting here with... CM Funk. In the Garden Estates office slash man cave. Um, we found, we, you told us where Waldo was, one of the things, um, but uh, I haven't found the rest of it, but we're going to keep looking. It's been a great podcast so far, and now we are joined um, by a gentleman who I had conversations with on our podcasts, uh, or, or I say his podcast and other people's podcasts, and uh, wrestling historian, big time, long time fan, and he's also got a belt collection that rivals mine, probably better than mine, and I, I aspire to be like this guy when I grow up. Um, Ed Stilk, S- <laughs> that's right, S-T-Y-L-C, Ed Stilk, welcome to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, how are you? Thanks guys, I'm happy to be here, and yeah, I have like the shortest name that's really ridiculous to deal with, because it looks like there's no vowels in it, but what are you going to do? <laughs> why is considered a vowel, I guess? Uh, sometimes. It is. It sometimes why? <laughs> but yeah man, uh, we've been, uh, I've talked about you a couple of times on our podcast, and uh Mentioned to the to the boys, and you guys had any questions, just jump on in here. Um, but um, just tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, your you know involvement in the world of professional wrestling. Well, I, I'll, I'll give you what I got. Um, I've been, a, I mean, I'm, I'm an older fan. I'm 52 years old. Try not to look like it, but it is what it is. I started watching. Here's how I got into watching wrestling before anything I ever did with it. I would be flipping around for cartoons when Channel 20 in DC or Channel 45 
here, you know, here in Baltimore. Right. And I would occasionally see some dude with a turban on with sunglasses, and he started to make me laugh. That was the Grand Wizard of Wrestling. <laughs> and then I saw Captain Lou Albano and stuff like that, and I found myself not watching cartoons anymore. I was watching, <laughs> I was just watching wrestling. So, um, yeah, so I became a huge fan of the World World Wrestling Federation back at that point. And, um, you know, and later on, a lot of things that happened in Baltimore and D.C., we got the NWA and Wrestling USA, if you've heard of that. And um, so I, I, I gravitated to that. Um, within the business itself, I've just assisted as a friend to promotions like um, Lancaster Championship Wrestling slash Keystone Pro, MCW, um, ACW, and um, I have some buddies now uh, running, uh, Mike Raddick, you know, is mm-hmm. running Voltage Wrestling nice. out, you know, out in the I-81 corridor, and um, they had their first show last month, which I did attend, and they had, and it, it was a great start for them, so I, I just want to give them a little bit of a shout-out. Yeah, we always love to shout out the indie promotions here. Um, no question. Yeah, no problem with that. And um, I heard you at CM Funk, I saw you nodding a little bit. You, you're familiar with some of that old school wrestling, and you were growing up with that a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, what were some of your favorites back then? I know he mentioned the Grand Wizard, but what did you grow up with? Uh, I, I was in that early 80s, you know, fandom and all with uh, Captain Lou, as he mentioned, and, you know, of course, the rock and roll or rock and wrestling, you know, era and stuff. And But always a bigger fan of NWA, uh, even over the uh, over uh, WWF, WWE, whatever. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, Super Station, WTBS. Yeah, all the good the good stuff. Watch it. Watch, watch it the same way or on uh, Fox 45 locally, you know. So, uh, yep, Saturday mornings. There yeah. you go. Saturday and mornings. we had a weird thing here in, in, the, in the Baltimore, D.C. area that, you know, I originally, the first time I saw something on local TV that was non-WWF was Southwest Championship Wrestling. Wow. And they had Adrian Adonis, who I was familiar with, and, and stuff like Beers or Bob Sweet Hand. And then all of a sudden it morphed, and we started getting Georgia Championship Wrestling, and then it was Pro Wrestling USA. Well, Georgia actually ran some shows in Baltimore. I saw some wild matches there. But the one thing I will tell you, when it became Pro Wrestling USA before... Jim Crockett took over the Baltimore Territory. I got to see the one and only time the Road Warriors wrestled Afa and Sika, the Wild Samoans. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. And I even asked uh, uh, Animal, um, is that the only time? He goes, absolutely, it was. Wild double disqualification, and I almost got hit over the head with the ring steps. <laughs> thanks, thanks to Sika, because I was in the front row. Nice. That's awesome. That's up back so with the Baltimore. That's kind of the thing, you know, and, and if you anything more from my perspective, I mean, I don't watch a lot of it now, um, but, you know, I appreciate the athleticism, and, and I'll go to an indie show now and then because I just respect you know, everybody I've ever known pretty much on the indie circuit, so it's fun here and there. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not a day-to-day guy with WWE or um, AEW or anything like that at this point. And that's all right. We that's uh, you know pretty much segment one and two of our podcast. We we kind of catch up on you know the news of the day. We have tangents all over the place, but you know we were just talking about fans getting back into the arenas, and I'm going to ask you about that on the indie level in just a minute. But I do have to throw a tangent out here. We've been talking about Waldo for an hour and a half, um, <laughs> and then just about 30 seconds ago, because in this room I have to do. I'll show you some pictures there, Ed. Um, this this man cave slash office is fantastic. There's there's Star Wars, there's Harry Potter's, there's comic books. 
Jones, and there, there's there's Waldo. And uh, about 30 seconds to a minute ago, we found the Funko Pop. He gave us the big clue that it's a Funko Pop, and it's down <laughs> down there in the lower right hand corner. And we both saw it during the last uh, sentence. And like we found Waldo, and that's fantastic. So you're gonna have to move it again. Yeah, that will happen. Yeah, <laughs> great. So we did. You know, we found Waldo. That that's been like a storyline throughout our podcast here. We've been looking for Waldo. Um, well, we're also broadcasting from my man cave, which is mostly football and baseball, but the wrestling belts are down here, and as is a autograph poster from the 1980 Shea Stadium card wow. autographed by just about everybody I could ever have gotten on it. Wow. That's fantastic. Wow. Yeah, we're up to. I would love to see if that WWE Lost Treasures would want that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm going to see you on that A and E show pretty soon because you've got some of that stuff, and they they would love to get some of that in their archives. I'm sure. Um, I can tell you one thing: that guys that I used to own, I don't have it anymore. I own the not the one was defended in Shea Stadium back in 1972. I guess it was mm. Bruno Sammartino yeah. against Pedro Morales. I owned yeah. the ring used belt for a while. No that's kidding! Fantastic. Wow, that's yeah, awesome. That's, I still have photos of it. I can prove it. <laughs> so, that that one bounced around a while. I think Pedro lost it, and it, it ended up in, a, in like a, a pawn shop or something like that. And that's how it got into collector's hands. Gotcha. Wow. I'm saying that we, but, uh, that's a pretty good, you got a good man cave yeah, there. Right, I mean, but I bet WWE would love that, but I, I think I know who owns it now. I'm not positive. I have to figure that out, find them out. And Big Ugly, you got a pretty good man cave there at the, uh, at the Mansion 2.0. Yeah, um, mine you, is movie-based. Movie-based, yeah, right? You got movie, movie posters based. on the walls. Yeah. Uh, you got awesome. um, the you know the leather couches, and we, yeah. we checked out WrestleMania. We were, we're yeah. still watching that show, I think. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that was the longest WrestleMania in history. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it, it's great that we all have a place of our own. You know, I had the mansion, now I got the penthouse, and it's uh, we all have things that we collect, and we all have... Uh, you know, you're you're a big movie guy. You know, you're a big Star Wars guy. Now, we're all Star Wars guys, but uh, I'm a big uh, I'm a big belt guy. And this is something I wanted to get in with. With yeah, I, my collection of championship title belts has gone gone apeshit over the years. It's it's gotten bigger and bigger. And now that I'm moving into a I moved into a bigger place, I can now display them more prominently. And I got you know title belts from all over the place. Which great. And I recently, my most recent purchase, and I got to show you this big ugly. Um, the WWF World Tag Team Championship belt from the, the mid to late 80s um, with the world in the middle, and it says world in it. Yep. And um, it's actually one of those, uh, it's pretty much in between, like, uh, all that, not the actual strap, but one step below that. And um, it's uh, not only is that strap, but it's also signed by Axe and Smash of Demolition, who deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, and yes, that's, they do. yeah, that's pretty cool. So. Um, I want you to tell us a little bit um, about your collecting. Now, you started to talk about a couple of items. Um, just how did you get into collecting belts, and what are some of your favorites? And uh, by the way, I did take your advice, and I did get the big green belt. You gave me a couple of lines on that, and I did finally get that big green belt. So thank you very much. Cool. you got you got to shoot me a picture of that, because I don't currently have one of those right now. My collection's changed so much over the years. It's crazy. Like I said, I had the Morales belt for a while. Um and currently what I have, I have um, probably the definitive version of the AWA inmate belt from the Bachwinkle Martel Gagne era. Wow. Um, I have an NWA, they call it the Dome Globe belt. I have the big gold Ric Flair with Ric Flair's name on it, and that's hard to get right that's, now. Um, that's hard to get. I, um, I have um, 
made by Reggie Parks. I have uh, a winged eagle, and that, that's one of the big, huge things you can get if you're a collector. But my pride and absolute joy, and I think this is with anybody who's ever been a fan of wrestling, you love your first love, the first thing you ever saw. And I have the uh, Bob Backlund uh, replica of the, of the uh, 19 whatever, it turned, it's a blue strap now, to, to 1982 Worldwide Wrestling Federation belt that if you watch on TV, that superstar Billy Graham destroyed. Yeah. And, um, and and that's my pride and joy. I don't know how I could ever part with that one. Yeah. That would be great. That's something that they would talk to you about because, I mean, Bob Backlund is still uh, on Legends contract with WWE, so he should be going around in a car, um, you know, and they, they should come to your house uh, and talk about well, that. One thing I can tell you about Bob Backlund, he once put me in a chicken wing. It wasn't really fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That, that guy is, um, when, when he turned into a little bit more of that crazy gimmick, that was real more true life to his actual personality, which is... Uh... It is, it is. That's a great point that you just brought up, because you can break him out of that. I've been to, I, I, I really enjoy going to Fan Fest and seeing wrestlers from my childhood and, and that kind of thing. And I was sitting there with him one time, he came into the bar, and I was back in Charlotte, North Carolina for an um, NWA Fan Fest. I think that's uh, now called The Gathering, and that's happening this week. I do know that. But um, he sat down, and he was doing, you know, the Mr. Backlund thing. And I was like, Bob, I know that you remember Baltimore and used to go to a country bar called, called Stabiles. And he turns to me, correct me, that's Stabiles. Okay. Can you be the all-American boy again? Did it right for me. There you that's go. A lot of fun. Yeah. See, that's that's fantastic. Yeah. Now, never uh, mess with that guy, by the way. Oh, and, and no. That, that night on the escalator, he decides to do push-ups with his legs standing <laughs> straight out, going down the escalator. He goes, "Mr. Backlund's going back to his room." I'm like, "Well, that just got a little crazy again." But I love the guy; he's awesome. <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, that's a great story. I think uh, several times that I talked to you, I haven't heard that one. I love that one. Um, that was a new one, I guess. That's good. No, I'm great. Um, Big Ugly, now I know what, we were going to talk about independent wrestling, and there's always uh, the, the question that you love to ask. Now, th this guy's kind of more of a behind-the-scenes guy, but he may have he may have done this, so I want you to ask your, your most so, special question. So, Ed, the question I always ask is, how was it when you took your first bump? Have you taken a bump in the ring? I have taken a bump in the ring, but I've never aspired to be a wrestler. Um, even when I could bench over 200 pounds, I was only 180 soaking wet. Never wanted to do it. What happened with me, if you guys want to hear that, Go ahead, man. is that, that um, I got to a point where maybe I can get, I, I know a lot about the, the business, maybe I could get involved. And um, I got my break in with a Maryland Championship Wrestling. I guess I did that for two years after I mean I mean I, I it was enjoyable um but it ended and then um I kind of you know Lancaster Championship Wrestling I think was next that in ACW um just um I just wanted to be around it and kind of rekindle my love for the business what I did find out was I do enjoy going to see indie shows no doubt about it but the part of it, I guess, is just that I'm I'm stuck old school. So I, I think I, I mean, you've heard Jim Cornette's podcast. I'm less is more. Okay. And one thing I now that we brought that up. If you watch the Dark Side of the Ring, 
the Dynamite Kid episode, mm. when they said that Dynamite Kid versus Tiger Mask in Madison Square Garden mm -hmm. was the beginning of how professional wrestling involved, I couldn't agree more. Okay. Because I remember watching, I have the original recording off the USA Network, they used to tape all that stuff. That's and that great. <laughs> and um, when, when that match was wild, and it just happened, but... I wouldn't want to, my thing is, I wouldn't want to see that all the time. Like, the one thing I can tell you is, if I have, if I have to see another suicide dive with guys <laughs> interlocking hands, because I know how this works, and, and waiting for them to leap on them, I, I, I don't like that. I don't mind some interesting, you know, high spot moves, but I'd like a little bit less of it, I guess. But I'm more than willing to see a current match. I heard Charlotte Flair had a really good match in the pay-per-view this week. I didn't see it, but I'll mm. look it up. Yeah. Her and Rhea did, uh, did pretty well. Charlotte's pretty athletic. She's, she's doing some good yeah, stuff. Phil After posted about it, and, and I tried. I've met him a few times, and he, he absolutely recommended it. Okay. Um, so I'm going to... Take back a little bit. I know you, you and I, we all love tangents, and that's that's fantastic. This is what we do. I want to just take you back to now. Was it uh, in in the MCW ring in that two year run, or was it with MC LCW? Where did you take that bump? How did you like? Was it were you actually training to do it, or was it like a guest no, spot no, and you no, took I wasn't a bump? Training at all. I just the ring was there. I was like, I'm going to come in there, run the ropes, and um, and I I know I did not allow any. I'm you know like I'm 52 years old, and this was you know I was in my 40s. I mean I'm not. Taking a, I just wanted to go get the feel for it and do that so I could just know to tell my friends that, guys, that's, unless you take the bump, the only thing, here's one thing, I'm babbling a little bit, but <laughs> I've heard when I've been working with these promotions, guys want to do insane bumps near the ring apron. I'm like, are you freaking crazy? Hardest part of the ring. Yeah, it's way, why would you want to do that? So uh, the only thing I did was jump in and bump around a little bit by myself. And I never had, I played, I played baseball until I was 49, so I'm fit. But I also knew there was no way I was going to let somebody, yeah, that's, that's a tough, tough deal. And you have to respect anybody that gets into the ring. Amen to that, brother. Did it, did it hurt when you did it? Uh, yeah, a little. <laughs> I thought the ropes were worse than actually taking the real bump. Well, I didn't realize that one with the coils and everything in there. Yeah, that's uh, that's ropes. That's steel cables. I mean, that's uh, that's no joke. I mean, if your body's not conditioned, to, well, actually, if your body's not conditioned to do anything in that ring, whether it's run the ropes or whatever, the, I'm just wondering the ring because if if it was an MCW, I don't know about the LCW ring, but the MCW ring is um, at least at the at, at the time, you know, had a little bit more cushion to it. Um, some of those, when, when we talk with the Big Ugly, when we talk to some of these guys, you take rings, uh, you know, like boxing rings, like training rings, and they hurt. It's like concrete. Or you take a bump outside on the grass. Like, you know, it's it hurts. Sure. Um, but, yeah, you got to respect people who are, you know, conditioned to do that. Um, you know, we're going to get I got bruised up, trust me. And I was only playing around for 20 minutes or something like that. But I knew. There <laughs> you I, go. I knew what it was all about. So here comes the pain, big ugly with that. <laughs> so um, yeah, we'll um, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, you know indie promotions real quick. I mean, I was just wondering what you're doing like these days. You said you went to a show uh, recently. Tell me about that show. Tell me about post COVID. Tell me about fan impact. Uh, tell me about masks or COVID precautions. You know, tell me about that uh, sure. that show. Well, uh, Voltage Wrestling they did their debut show in June. 
in Martinsburg, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. I know that they're trying to run the I-81 corridor, so you'll see him probably in Hagerstown, Martinsburg, you know, that kind of, that kind of area. So you, there'll be some Maryland shows. It did very well. Apparently, um, there was another show or so, and I'd have to ask Mike Raddick about that. It did what they, those shows did well. People want to get out and see events, and that includes wrestling. No yeah. question about it. And uh, they, uh, Rhino was on the card. Um, I, I, we can figure that one out, everything. But I was there to observe it and try to help out with the, uh, the, the covering it for the website a little bit. But um, I'm just basically a friend of the promotion. I'll get up there when I can. Okay. To hang out and help out, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's good that, uh, you know, that uh, things are opening up. Different states have different rules. I know Maryland's a little bit more strict, but, uh, you know, things are starting to open up. Oh, I got a story about Maryland being too strict. When I was working for Lancaster Championship Wrestling, the ring, who the mean Mark Mess set the freaking ring on fire. <laughs> okay. And I'm standing there with the owner of the promotion, who's a friend of mine still to this day. And I turned to him, I was like, Bill, the ring is on freaking fire. He goes, You're used to Maryland State Athletic Commission, aren't you? I was like, oh, Obviously, I was. <laughs> so, um, and it just, and it, you know, it just got put out, but I was just sitting there knowing what he used to know. How did the hell did that happen? <laughs> just craziness. But no problem. Was that Pennsylvania? Yeah, that was in Lancaster. Lancaster, okay. The, the, the athletic commission wasn't quite as strict. Yeah, so I must say, you know, I, I was talking to you. I know ECW survived because ECW tried to run in Maryland once, I recall, and, and they did not like. Nope. That's going back a little bit. They did not like. Um, okay, we can cut this about the extortion and everything else the Maryland State Athletic Commission does to these events. <laughs> I don't know, wow. Okay, that might be controversial, but ah. different. <laughs> That's all right. I mean, you, we're 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 not right. We're not wrong. We're just fans. You know, this is what it's we do. Had to get that con. Yeah, it's your opinion. I mean, but uh, to tell you, you know, when I talked to these guys about getting back into indie wrestling myself, just for a couple of shots here and there, you know, we talked about um, you know, there's EWA in Maryland, and then you know, there's the Maryland uh, cha- uh, we call it commission here, and it's going to be a lot more strict into the books. Now I'm going to go, you know, 45 oh, minutes. You know, in- by the way, you asked, and I'm sorry to interrupt. You asked about. The uh, COVID things yeah. on the show up, up at Voltage. It was run outdoors with every possible precaution and, and, and to the point where it was 90-something degrees out. Mm. And um, it's about everything, it was, we had to be careful because we didn't know. Okay. That's, that, that, that's where I recalled. And um, I, out of respect, I, I know that the show certain matches were cut a little shorter because it was too damn hot out but it was all about COVID okay good well, I mean that's good that people are still taking precautions I think a lot of yeah, people are were, being absolutely a lot of people are being a little bit more uh, just open about it. You know, just some people didn't like the masks when they're around. Some people won't get the vaccine. You know, whatever the case may be. But there's still, uh, you know, there's still stuff going on out there. So you got to be, you know, conscious about it. Mind, you know, be careful. And that's all the listeners. You know, just definitely. Yeah, and especially in a full contact sport, and I will call it a sport like pro- professional wrestling. If, if out of everything, to me, that's the one you have to be most cautious about. And it was really well taken care of, and that's some—that's that, coming from someone who watched the show. Okay, good. 
Good to hear that. Well, I'll tell you what, Ed, um, this is a great introduction of the who you are and what you're about. You're a great conversationalist, and I'm sure we can we can go again, and we will go again. Um, but what we'll do is we'll, we'll cross-promote this with anything that you're doing, and uh, you know we'll certainly have you back on the, the podcast from here and there. Just to, and definitely, if anything, whatever's going on with you, I'll follow you on Facebook, reach out to me. But if you want people to follow you on social media, CM Funk, I know you don't know much about that. No. Nope, but uh, <laughs> uh, if you want people to follow you, look out for you. Um, on any social media platforms or where they can find you. Tell our Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast listeners how we can find you. Well, if you need to find me, um, just use my name on Facebook. It's the, it's the social media platform that I tend to use. Ed, and uh, the last name is spelled S-T-Y-L-C. You'll see tons of wrestling pictures and historical stuff. And um, yeah, I'm happy for people to follow me. Just say they heard me on here. That's right. Heard you on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. We got people. Now, correct. Now, 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 Ed, you spelled your last name. Can you spell your first name for us, though? <laughs> <laughs> <Just funny. laughs> it's short enough. Good luck. <laughs> Man. Oh, okay. Oh, there it is. Right, yeah. Got it. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, we thank you very much for joining us. And uh, we're going to. Um, you know, we're going to cut this, uh, you know, interview right here, but we're going to, you know, do our little outro, but, uh, Hey Ed, I want you to just, uh, I want to thank you very much. I'll, I'll post you on everything. If I can use a picture from your website and if you do have, uh, or your Facebook, if you do have a picture of yourself in the man cave or pictures of the man cave, I'd love to use that. Um, because, uh, that, that's going to be great to, uh, throw up on here as well. Oh, done deal. I mean, you, you got you guys can take anything off of my photo thing on, on the Facebook page, but I'll recommend some stuff to you if you'd like. Yeah, send me some uh, stuff in the private messenger and just keep in touch, brother, and I appreciate you. I know this was kind of short notice. We were going to do it in September, but you made it work in uh, July. Thank you very much. We appreciate you. All right, thanks. Good to talk to all you guys. All right, too. All right, man. Nice to meet you. All right, Ed. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, guys. Take care. Thanks, buddy. Bye. Let's wrap up episode 96 here, guys. Uh, good, bad, ugly, anything? Uh, what are we looking for on the road to SummerSlam? Uh, CM Funk, we'll start with you. I'm just looking forward to seeing how WWE carries carries on after this uh, first weekend back in front of the live crowd. I think it's uh, fun to be a wrestling fan still. So, uh, you know. It's a good time to be a wrestling fan. And we've been talking about uh, TNA Impact Wrestling, uh, you know, talking about Jay White and, and you know, all these you know, people coming in from there. And, and TNA's got this uh, deal with AEW. And uh, it's just a good time to be a fan of professional wrestling. Big Ugly, like, what, uh, what, is, uh, what is sticking out for you? What are you looking for in the next couple of weeks as we lead up to SummerSlam? Uh, Roman Reigns, John Cena storyline. Okay. Interested to see where that goes. Uh, and Lashley... Goldberg. I'm still interested to see how this one plays out in the next couple weeks. Okay. Do you want to see some? Even though y'all some Goldberg haters. (laughs) 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 I I just don't like the creative because there's nowhere to go with it. (laughs) It's real easy creative. It it is. Right, yeah. Can't can't get easier. (laughs) And that's going to work. But it's all about the entrance, all about the pyro, and that's what he does. Um, Yeah, and... uh, And and you, Dirty Mike, what are you going to do? I would like to see uh, both main event storylines carry the... Um, I'd like to see actually all four main event storylines, both women's, both men's, carry uh, you know, to the big show. And I'd love to see this undercard not be an undercard. I'd like to see like uh, Edge and Rollins and things like that. I would love to see the, the guy, everybody step up, yeah. guys, girls. Um, I don't want to see a lot of triple threat, fatal four ways. Uh, I want to see... One-on-ones, baby. Right, tour tag team matches, which yeah. is fine. I want to see good build-ups, and I want to see a good payoff at SummerSlam. I would love yeah. to see this 
a big arena, this this whole thing come up to be a good show, and then uh, I, I'm really. I feel like SummerSlam, you know, like we saw earlier, is going to almost be treated like mania. It's going to be yeah. probably a huge deflation right after SummerSlam. <laughs> like it's going to be nothing left <laughs> until Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah, and that's a that's yeah, a shame. That's it, a long time to go between yeah. big events to yeah. uh, you know really. Really uh, keep the fan interest. So. And, and they haven't announced the Royal Rumble yet, but I'm assuming that's going to be in a big venue as well. Um, they're going to have to do at least those three. I don't know about Survivor Series. Survivor Series is more of a regular pay-per-view at this point. But Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, and WrestleMania, we need big venues. Yeah. We need big feel. Uh, and I just want to throw in one more thing. They did change the stage. They did put that WrestleMania, you know, that big uh, background stage like we saw at WrestleMania 35 in New York. That is now the Raw and SmackDown. It's like that's their stage, basically. Um, what do we think about that big stage? Is it making a, a bigger feel at this point in time? Do we like that stage? Uh, yeah, I mean, just it it's is. not even a stage; it's just a screen. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. probably easier for them to navigate that and then just to throw up all their, you know. Last question I have, real quick. Uh-oh. What do you guys think of the uh, lead announcer on Raw that replaced the other guy, Jimmy Smith? Jimmy Smith. Yeah. Quick thoughts. Um, I think he's fine. So far, he's okay. Yeah, yeah he's good. All right, but Pat McAfee <laughs> is stealing the damn show. Yeah, yeah, man, he's he's and meant for it. He's good. Michael yeah. Cole is what he is after twenty twenty five years, but Pat McAfee is awesome, dude. When yeah. he when 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 Cena came out on uh, Money in the Bank and uh, and and Pat McAfee uh, responded to Cole by going where <laughs> I, was, I was like that's it yeah. like, like yep winner yeah. And, uh, you know, those those announcers popping to, uh, both of them popping to John Cena's music just made it all. It's good time to be a fan of professional wrestling. And we're going to be back, um, you know, on the day of SummerSlam. Hopefully we'll be talking to uh, Deacon Storm, Brian S. Campbell behind the Deacon, and uh, maybe even Corey Berger, B-E-R-G-E-R. Shout out to all those folks. And um, thank you for listening to us once again on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Follow Ed Stilk, S-T-Y-L-K, and it's E-D for those of you who didn't realize that. Um, And follow us on uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, DirtyUglyWrestling at gmail.com. Still does exist. Um, And uh, just Google us or Yahoo us or Chrome or whatever search engine you want. We're going to find us 10 or 20 other places. All over the world, Big Ugly. Yeah, we are including all Japan. including <laughs> Japan all over the world. Thank you so much. We will be back in three, two, one. Deuces. Deuces. We found Waldo. <laughs>